I was always very modest, really didn't think of myself as being particularly smart or unusual. I just thought I was more interested in certain topics than other people, but that sometimes I find a technical subject just becomes absolutely fascinating to me. I can't think about anything else. When you learn a new computer technology, you can immediately put it to work by writing the software and be able to do things you couldn't do before. That I'm amazingly productive during these times. I can write amount of software programs that would take a normal person months and months to write and I can just do it in a few days because I'm so excited and driven and obsessed with it. It's always been something unique that I've had. That was a lot of what has made me decide to work with computers because that is what I have done throughout my career. The rule breakers. The rule breakers. The misfits. The misfits. Not the status quo. The status quo. This is. This is. Thriller lining. So today's Thrill Lightning is with uh, Dusty. Um, he's working on some cool stuff here at Plub Lab, but besides that, he's just um, overall a great guy. I think if you ask anybody about Dusty, people would say like most lovable guy in Bitcoin. Like he literally is. He's just a, a bag of joy. <laughs> he'll, he'll like that part. You're a bag of joy, Dusty. No, you are. You're just like an awesome human being. And I like talking to you. And every time I'm around you, I get in this super good mood. And um, yeah, it was a wonderful time recording this Thriller Lightning with Dusty. And we, we talk about it all. We talk about Bolt 12. We talk about like LNURL. We talk about Core Lightning. We, talk, we get into the LND stuff. We get into like some of the, uh, I don't know, the underpinnings of, of what's really going on, the Lightning Network. Um, we get into it all. It, it's a very fascinating uh, conversation. We get, we even get a little geeky. We talk about Star Trek too. Talk about art. Talk about design. Um, talk about Austin. Talk about San Francisco. And we talk about it all. We literally got out of a Bitcoiner meetup, got super inspired, and said, "Hey, let's go record a pod." So we ran over here, recorded the pod at Plub Lab. He had a bottle of wine. I'm a sober Sally these days, so I'm drinking like this thing but uh, it was great yeah this is going to be uncut because uh, it's getting pretty late here and <laughs> I don't want to edit like the whole thing and I think it's actually just a great conversation so this might be the longest through the lightning we've ever done um, and at the end of the day I think um, hearing the conversation and how it just kind of goes all over the place 
think that's what we do here at the Lightning. I think it's just um, it's a place to share ideas and um, let these amazing wizards talk about the work they're building, the life's work. And that's a beautiful thing. Hope you enjoy this one, Dusty. a rhythm and rush these days where the lights don't move and the colors don't fade leaves you empty with nothing but dreams in a world gone shallow in a world gone mean sometimes there's things a man cannot know won't turn and the leaves won't grow There's no place to run and no gasoline Engine won't turn and the train won't leave Engines won't turn and the train won't leave I will stay What is money but the thing where you coordinate a bunch of humans together? At the end of the day, it's what it is. And if that thing is more pure and more honest, it's going to create that effect in everybody that's using it. Letting things just kind of like play out the way they're supposed to play out. Um, do you do you think you do that in the in the Bitcoin space? Because I always see you're always like this this guy that's just like everybody loves Dusty and like oh. and, then, and then when we're around you, you're just like super lovable guy. And I'm oh. I'm always wondering. I'm like, yeah. How do you do you let kind of things just play out like? Personally, it's well, just like in your life and it's, stuff? It's, it's a funny question. Like, what do I do? I've always kind of struggled with it because I've sort of always been like, I'm paving my own path. But like, honestly, like the honest answer to what I do is I just fucking love Bitcoin. Like completely with my heart and soul entirely. But people don't, that answer doesn't really fulfill what they're asking, you know? No, that's perfect. 
and like I have, I have, I've been programming since I was like 12. So like, that's a skill that I have. And like, if I, whatever a skill I could apply to Bitcoin, I like really, really want to. So like, I think that's my best way to contribute is to like code, but also I just support it in general. And I love like talking about it and like helping. I also really love, which is totally different than coding is like helping more noob people like understand things. I think it's like a super important I see important you do that thing. often. And it makes me feel just very empowered, you know, like it makes, 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 I think it empowers them and makes me feel empowered by proxy kind of thing. Yeah. I saw your help being Topher today and like, it was just like a little small thing. I'm pretty sure you would have figured it out eventually. Yeah. But like, he just like asked you and you're like, no, uh, I've ran into this before. This is what like, and I was like, whoa. Dude, that was like a magical moment, man. He was like, yeah, it's like really slow in this one part. And I was like, oh, let's like dive into it, you know? And like, you know, you're at a bar. Everyone's drinking wine. It can be kind of hard to get into coding mindset <laughs> in that sort of you environment. Guys were there. But we like, we dove into it. And I was like, like, I'm like, all right, I'm like a little tipsy, but uh, let's just see if we figure it out. And I was like, oh, and I spotted it. And I, it was like a magical moment for me. And then I, uh, the vibe was <laughs> felt in the, in that little, that little nook that we were in. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I see you do that all the time because you're working with D too. I see you working with Super all the time. Two other great a, fucking Bitcoiners. Right? Like you touch a lot of things. I think both both D and Super are also really good at speaking to the noobs in general. Like trying to like bring things down to like the level people are at. And like, you know, like some people prefer to use more complicated words on purpose. And like those two really seem to me to try to relate to the where people's understanding is and purposely use simpler words. Right. Which kind of like, um, I don't know, like... <laughs> I have this sort of theory of like people and thinking that I've been like working on, which is like, there's a lot of gatekeeping of knowledge. Like, what do you mean? Like specifically, like as far as like in the Bitcoin or the lightning space, or are you just, just in tech in general? I think it's like humans in general, but particularly see in tech, you also see in economics, which is unrelated to tech entirely. But like, if you know something and it's like a valuable thing that you know, by explaining it simply to people, you're losing some of the power of knowing that you're giving it up. I don't see it that way. Me neither. Me neither. I, I don't do not see it that way. But like, it's my only explanation for why I see so many people, like as somebody who like relates to noobs, but also knows the technical side of things, watching people and their word choice, I'm continually baffled. Like, why do people continually use complicated phrasings of things? And this is my theory. I haven't fully fleshed it out. It could be wrong. But my thinking is that like, there's this, there's this idea that I have knowledge. If I can make it sound more complicated, I can sound like a more important, valuable person to, I don't know, the world at large kind of thing. And I think the people that don't do that and like know something very technically deep, but then also explain it in a simple way for the rest to understand, like those are the heroes in my mind. Yeah, I, I, I that's interesting. You, you're kind of going down this, uh, this kind of train of thought right now because... I've been kind of seeing it just like in in my head too as well. It's not something I talk about ever, but um, I do feel like when it comes to knowing something or having any type of like expertise in a particular area, um, you're better off like literally sharing it with who's ever asking or whoever comes to you and and needs your help. Just because at the end of the day, like it's going to facilitate, I mean, we're talking specifically about Bitcoin, but just in life in general, like, Right now, for example, we were just talking to Krishna, right? And we we're having a deep conversation and she was like explaining all her entrepreneur worries that she was having, right? And you were listening a little bit. And then by the end of it, she was like, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for giving me some it, valuable things, right? The sh- practical next steps. And I think when you do that, that just puts more positive energy into the world. And literally, I, I, 
I don't see why we can't have more of that. Yeah, I think like every person that's to ask this question, like, are they going to help the tribe around them or focus on making themselves better at the cost of the tribe? Yeah, and, and you have to help the tribe. That's the core thing. And I think it's kind of, there's kind of a naive like understanding of this where you're like, okay, if I help myself at the expense of the tribe, I can be better off relatively. But it's only true in the short run. In the long run, the, the way you make yourself better off is also improving the tribe at the same time and bringing them with you. And there's like a lot of advantages to, to being somebody who helps everybody in that kind of process. Yeah. And moving back to Bitcoin, I, I see a lot of people, uh, and I'm still a young Bitcoiner. I'm still a lot of things that I'm learning, right? Um, but just around the Bitcoiners I hang out with in general, like we all believe in this like cooperation aspect to it. Oh man. And I think like, it's kind of funny because like Bitcoin like is designed to have the incentive, like selfish incentives. It works with incredibly selfish incentives. Like the the miners can be selfish. Ideally, they should be. The nodes are selfish. The users are selfish. But it brings together this community of people that like are exactly the opposite, like really want to help each other. And it's sort of, it's weird how such a, a system designed around selfishness can bring about so much collaboration and selflessness type stuff. And I do feel like too, at the end of the day, this is where I've kind of just been thinking just in my brain. I never talk about this. It's kind of funny we're talking about it now to start the show. I didn't know we we're going to do it like this, but I do feel like um, it's better to uh, cooperate with everybody and help facilitate the growth of Bitcoin. Because at the end of the day, if, we, if you truly believe in this like Bitcoin standard and we are going to be there, like if you really believe that, you're incentivized to work well with others because at so the end true. of the day, they're not going to want to do... I mean, if we're all paying in sats and we're all you know moving Bitcoin around and we, have, we live in this Bitcoiner economy... Why am I going to choose this place to go eat, uh, you know, a steak dinner as opposed to this place to go eat a steak dinner? They both take Bitcoin, right? So who am I going to give my Bitcoin to? Am I going to give it to somebody who's not in the tribe or am I going to give it to somebody who is in the tribe? I think that's true. But I think there's a bigger thing that, that I really believe that having a hard money standard that all society's on, like it literally raises all boats. That analogy has been used. That to too. Yeah. Yeah. Does a rising tide raise all boats? And like people have like debated that because in a fiat world, it's not really certain that's true. But in a hard money world, it is. It's totally true. And I think right now, like uh, just being here inside 701 Brazos, like hanging out with these other entrepreneurs, like we, I just see constantly over and over, like, the one person off by himself, Cody, not talking to anybody because he feels like he's super competitive in this fiat world. And I'm like, I go up to him and like, hey, how's it going, brother? Like, how's your day going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Then you start hearing all these problems that he's having. And then like, then the next time I'll, I'll walk by him, I will, I will see him talking to other people. Because all it takes is just for that one person to come up to him and show, hey, like, you're part of all of this that we're building to as well. You're not on the Bitcoin standard, but I... I think a Bitcoiner going up to a fiat entrepreneur, like just helping them with whatever they have going on in their life or just listening to them really gets them over to the Bitcoin standard a lot faster than most people actually really think. I think yeah. me and Kyle and Keon see that often, like very often here. It's an interesting point. And it like it contrasts like the Silicon Valley mindset where like it doesn't happen at all. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Yeah, right. Like, tell me about that. Like, how how does it work over there? Oh man, I would not say it works well. I mean, I think like so, like the the famous line in Silicon Valley is everybody's killing it. Like, no matter how your company's doing, there's like entrepreneurs everywhere. They're in like hordes, and everyone says they're killing it, but inside they're not. Like, their companies are all struggling. The oh. vast majority of them are not going to work out. But they have to pretend they're killing it, and they're, it kind of creates this culture of like, 
It's like uh, fake it till you make it to an extreme where it's like you got to like pretend like you're killing it to like get everyone else thinking you're killing it. And if you're better at lying about that, then you're going to like rise to the top of the heap and get all the investors and the partnerships and the whatever to like get to that level. And that whole system, I don't know, having like, I grew up there. So like for me, like, I feel like I see it deeply and I, I really don't like it, but like, it's such a contrast to the Bitcoin community where it's like, it's just totally different in general. And I think like, you know, you could talk about, I like to talk about economic principles that can lead to that, but it's just obvious just looking at people, looking at the Bitcoiners that you see, it's just very fucking different. Yeah, it's also true too that you mentioned San Francisco, but uh, it, it literally is just that fiat mindset that drives them, right? So that, that, you think it's a greed? I would say it looks like greed from afar yeah. being here in Austin. I mean, like the, the trouble is that the things that make the headlines, things that make the news are the ones that really succeeded. And what you don't see like from afar is the hordes of people that are trying to do the thing with honestly, like a lot of them have the same intelligence, the same ambition, the same whatever, and just like didn't quite land it right. It's like a kind of like a lottery game over there. Really? So if you look at the hordes of people, like they're all just struggling and suffering, really. I mean, but don't they have like don't they have like YC Combinator over there that facilitates a lot of that growth? Or are they just pushing crap projects? Is I mean, is that a harsh thing to say or Oh man, <laughs> can we speak better YC Combinator? I don't uh, know. I don't I, mean, I don't I, they don't own I, anything that I do, but like well, there's like two versions. I mean, I mean, we're getting a little in the weeds about Silicon Valley, which like I could do forever, but like um uh, like Y Combinator, it started out as like just giving plebs money or the equivalent of plebs in Silicon Valley, right? Right. And then just being like, go try stuff with like with way less strings than the other VCs did. They were just like, go do that shit. But there's this effect in Silicon Valley. Like once your fund gets to a certain level of prominence, um, the mode switches and it stops being like, that isn't the right incentive anymore. They need to start going for bigger and bigger gains. Oh, so dude. like the model shifts. So like, I think the, well, definitely the incentives for Y Combinator in the beginning versus now are very different. And I think we're starting to see the shift in Y Combinator. We've already seen it in my eyes. They've, they've become a different kind of company. Now, now like, like, what comes with, there's a lot of prestige, right? And like, really? Yeah. I, I, mean, I really don't even know about the, like they literally use it as like a badge of honor or something? Yeah. Like Y Combinator is like the Harvard or like, it's like better than the Harvard of, of Silicon Valley. Right? Really? So, so it's like Harvard Business School. Go to go to YC and then you're good. Well, no, no, like, well, I mean, yeah, but but like, honestly, like in Silicon Valley, the YC brand is way better than Harvard. If you're a Harvard guy, you're just another fucking Harvard guy. People are like, whatever, fuck you. You probably just like did some business degree on the thing. Oh, okay. So, some Harvard people get get ahead, yeah, but like way less than YC people. It's like it's become its own like Harvard in that in that whole micro ecosystem. Wow, dude, that's so, crazy. Because do you think it's because there's no proof of work? Because like in Bitcoin, mm. in the Bitcoin space, like. It literally is like the people that are actually like you, people that are actually doing the work, like get noticed, like go are, are the speakers, like are doing talks, like are, are, are the, are the devs that everybody wants to talk to. And then there, of course there's the quiet ones that don't want any attention. Um, so it's more like a meritocracy. Is that what Bitcoin. that is? Yeah. Meritocracy, like a, what is different meritocracy? It's like, um, the people that do stuff rise to the top. You know, it's like hierarchy by doing as opposed to hierarchy by any, any other mechanism, like monarchy or, or whatever, right? And, and I think like part of the problem in Silicon Valley, as I see it, is that like the way you get ahead literally is by lying, lying more effectively, Gosh. right? And, and, and if you, even if you're trying to be honest in that world, everyone else is lying. So like if you're doing like 10 points good, everyone else is also doing 10 points good, it's saying they're doing a thousand points good. <laughs> so you look by... 
comparison yeah. terrible. Like, oh, that guy's like fucking struggling, you know? And yeah. like, so like, um, but the Bitcoiner community, like, like, you, like you want to talk about just barely staying alive. <laughs> like, I, I the feel Bitcoiners like celebrate that. Like you want to just be like alive, like just stay alive during the bear market and you'll be fine. Like, yeah. Right. And that's like the mindset, at least that I have, like doing what we do is like, just stay alive and like find a way to contribute. And I think you'll be fine. And, and I think like when you're on the fiat treadmill, like just staying alive is actually death. It's financial death. Yeah. Right. Cause like the, the money is fighting you the entire way. So if you just, if you're just making it up to stay where you are, you're actually falling behind. So right. It creates this pressure and you have to sprint on the treadmill to get anywhere. But yeah. in a hard money world, that's not true anymore. You, you can incrementally progress and become quite wealthy and build an empire for your family and whatever. Yeah. And, and I've noticed too, like in the Bitcoin space, it's actually better to like, slow your pacing down and like grow, you know, kind of like, I don't want to speak to about what Keon's doing, but like the way he's consistently just up and to the right, just over the course of months. Oh, he's such a great example. Right. Keon's totally that way. Like, it's just like, it's it's that kind of like mentality. And this is where like, it's ingrained in me at this point, just like lower time. Marty talks about it too. You know, lower time preference. Can't say this thing. He was just like, oh yes. And like the network effect does this. And then the the, the users multiply it this way. He said it so calmly. And like when he said it, like my, my like ears lit up and I was like, I was like, I was uh, like triggers the wrong word, but like certain things are triggered to me because Silicon Valley talks about that thing in a totally different way. It's like, you have to have that. And he's just like, oh, this is just part of the process. And that, I don't know, that chill nature is, he should be the example of what we're talking about. Like, totally. Yeah. And it's funny too, because he talks about that to us all the time. And he talks about a lot of the projects inside of Puebla. But one of the other things that I think Keon and you are similar, like you guys both come from California. And come from that that area, ah, so language. like he knows the exact like way that it, how it does, like basically what you saying, like how it doesn't work. And then he comes over here to Austin working on Bitcoin. He's like, no, I've seen how it doesn't work. <laughs> like this is why it does work. So we both let's look about. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like, in. I that, already liked him. That, I like him more now. Yeah, he likes him. <laughs> yeah, talk to him about that. So he can tell you some crazy thing. Um, so switching gears, like let's talk about uh. Core Lightning. Core Lightning. So I didn't even know that you were, I mean, I knew you were doing Core Lightning stuff and I saw a tweet the other day by Nifty and she was talking about like, you're going to be helping with that with some of the tutorial stuff, right? Or, yeah, I'm doing, doing talk at Bitcoin Plus So Plus. just like give like the, like the, the full on like, you know, football stadium scope of like, why, what, Core Lightning? What, why you love Core Lightning? Why is Core Lightning different than like, you know, some other implementation? Just like, just, just like tell us like all that. Why do I love Core Lightning? I know it's, it's like, uh, I don't want to hate on any other implementations. Absolutely. Like, but like, why do you spend all your time doing it? Yeah. You know, like I remember, I remember like when Lightning like first started coming out and like Lightning Labs was the first one that was out there. And I legit went through a bunch of their code base and I really wanted to contribute. I mean, like the, 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 the short, I don't know, maybe more, more polite answers. Like, I just don't like Go. Like Go is like a language. Oh, really? Is that a, a big, um, yeah, the LND is all in all in the Go language, right? What's so what's so difficult about working on Go? Is it just because it's a? Uh... I mean, there there are fair and unfair critiques. Like the fair one, the unfair one is that I just it's it's a it's a foreign language. It's different. Like I I, I tend to prefer code that like documents itself as you go, like um, things like that of that nature that like you just don't really see in Go code bases. You could do it, but it's not really. It doesn't really seem to happen. Um, the more fair ones are like. Do I have a fair critique? I don't know. You know, maybe it's as simple as like, <laughs> I just don't like Go. Yeah, but no, Cor- that's fair. Core Lightning is written in C, right? Uh, and C is like just about the oldest, oldest programming language is still used. Like maybe Fortran technically still exists, but I don't know if it can. Yeah. 
But like, like C is the kind of language where it's like a really simple language. You can build whatever you want on top of it. And Core Lightning has like, they have like really strict code rules. The code to be done in an exact certain way. And those ways have been tried, tested, and proven long before. Like uh, um, it, a lot of it's, it's basically all inspired, as, as I understand it, from the Linux kernel development stuff. Yeah, don't they have like a, a, a one of the, like uh, the original guys from like the Linux yeah, community I, I, there yeah, or something I, like I, that? Yeah, Rusty Russell, I think was a, was a, was a Linux developer for a long time. Okay, yeah. I, think, I, I think it's Rusty Russell, as <laughs> I've been told. Okay. So, and I, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to ask yeah, him. Yeah, I don't know I, either. I, I just, but, I remember hearing that somewhere at a meetup or something. Looking at the way he like codes and talks about things, it makes total sense, right? Um, and so like, it, it's the kind of framework that like, it, it's harder to approach as a developer in the beginning. Like there's less training wheels, right? You got to like figure out what's going on, but it's designed to long-term make stable stuff. So like the, all of the internet essentially is running off Linux kernels. So like it's critical infrastructure. Like if the Linux kernel has some flaw in it, like the internet dies, it's over. Right. So like they've, they have this culture inside of there to write code that like can last that long time. So like the way I view it is like, you know, a language like, uh, like JavaScript more so, uh, you know, silly, whatever, ETH stuff, but like that's all very easy to do. And Go isn't, isn't as easy as JavaScript, but it, I, in my mind, it's closer to that than it is something, something like C. But like, well, what the question I would ask is like, what's the goal of the code? Is the goal of the code to make it easy for new developers to get into it? You would think, right? Or is the goal of the code to write robust software that will run the new monetary system of the entire planet? Oh, yeah. So that, like, like and, so and can you have it's both? a trade-off. Can you have both or no? I don't think you can have both. Really? Yes. Why is that for? Because the decisions you have to make with the code and also the coding style will favor one over the other. And it's this eternal trade-off. Like, I've been watching languages come and go for a long time. And like, they always are picking different trade-offs on the scale. And the oh. reason they keep fluctuating around as new languages come out is because there is no actual way to do both. You have to like pick one or the other. Oh, is that what it really comes down to? Yeah. At the end of the day? Okay. Yeah, in my makes, eyes, you yeah. just taught me something new. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the early days, it started out like crazy. You had like Visual Basic and like C and C++. And Visual Basic was the easy one. And you, getting started was very easy with Visual Basic, but like writing a program that could actually do something was impossible. Um, and, and now you have like, I don't know, JavaScript is the easy to approach language, I think. Maybe Python kind of counts in there. Um, but if you want to write any like performant application at scale, you need a language that has the architecture that, that supports that. That's so, C. That's C. It's, it's, it's often C++, you know, but like even like even the, the, the things that will do C++ usually tend to use a set of C++. So in my mind, they're kind of in the same page. But the other thing, I don't know, that really unrelated to that, part directly is, is that those languages have been around for a long time. So like if you've ever flown in a plane, 737, a Boeing, right. whatever, that's all running C++. Is it really? Yeah. All <laughs> no of it. No way, dude. And that's really? never, it's probably never changing. And, and the reason they make it it's so secure is because the reason it's so reliable is because they have such strict uh, coding rule style requirements for them. And part of why they're able to do that is the language is so old. We've seen all the mistakes. We've seen people write C and C++ programs that like screwed up royally and fucked over things. Okay, so, so I see what you're saying. There's a lot of lessons there. So you're saying like, you're going to go with the most reliable solution. Uh, at the end of the day, it's like with me in production, like I'm going to go with the thing I know that is the most reliable, the most robust, that it doesn't drop a stream, that it doesn't drop anything. 
Yes. Same thing with Photoshop. I'm going to go with the plugins that I know that are my go-to plugins that aren't going to, you know, spaz out. Right. Yeah. So and in my s- mind, that's the kind of trade-off we want to make with the most. You want the most reliable thing. Yeah. And so, would you say like with Go, that's just not there yet? It goes a all. very new language. It's yeah. incredibly new. Gosh, it makes it. Yeah. Then the decision's a lot easier than I thought. Yeah, for me it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, and the more I've do- dove into the Core Lightning code base, the more I've noticed this. Like, they they like, <laughs> I've written in a lot of code bases, and I've written in some with like strict like rules on like how to like write the code to fit these guidelines to make it more safe. Core Lightning is the most extreme one I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Like, is like that, that's every a good dimension. Thing? Is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's an amazing thing. Really? Tell me why. Well, because if if there's a these are automated systems that are checking the code under strict rules, there's less chances for bugs. That's the result oh, okay, of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you know, it's literally money that we're programming, right? You right. gotta get that right. 100%. And it's like, it's kind of a systematic risk. Like, it's not just like one person loses their money. If there's like a major bug where money can be stolen and like lightning, it could be like a lot, a majority of people's money could be stolen before it's stopped and found kind of thing. So I think it's really important to get that right. And, and lightning kind of even, I mean, it's important for, I would say it's more important in one dimension compared to like core lightning is because the money is so, is moving so quickly. Like you're dealing with hot wallets like regularly, whereas like a lot of, at least like the hope, and I think a lot of Bitcoin is stored in cold wallets. So like if there was a bug where you could steal funds on, on chain, Whoa. It would take a while. People could notice before it ever touched their cold wallet, right? Right. But with Lightning, it's like the moments there's a bug, like somebody could just fucking sweep everybody, you know? Like, it's yeah. a really big deal to me. And I think I think it should be to oh Bitcoin. Oh, gosh. So how often are they talking about this? Are they talking about this, like, I mean, on the L&D side, how long are, like, do they talk? Don't you guys have, like, a weekly or a monthly, like, Lightning yeah. What yeah. is that called again? It's like a lightning. Uh, <laughs> I forget the name of it. But it's like, it's supposed to be where all the lightning developers come together and talk yeah. about like the code bases, right? Or something about yeah, getting they, it there. They mostly talk about integration between them, right? So like, you know, when LND talks to Core Lightning or, or Claire. Or Claire because they want them all to be like interoperable, right? Or, exactly. Yeah. I think it's somewhere to like, there's an HTML coalition that gets together and talks about HTML. And every browser has to support it. Um, That's the analogy I like. And, Do these ever conversations ever come up or... or Oh, the language ones? I mean, I mean, I probably would. I would never bring that up in that thing. I don't think I'm going to. I'm not going to. I guess here I'm critiquing, I'm critiquing their language. No, really? You're just, you're just speaking what you know to be true? Yeah. And, and like, I'm not going to. That would be like a hostile thing. You know, I, I don't think oh, the goal okay. of those meetings is to be hostile. Like, I'm, I'm, like the goal of those is to, is to bring the letting of teachers have a forum so they can help make sure they're compatible. That's really the oh, goal. Okay. So that's the goal. The goal, the goal isn't to like. Yeah, yeah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so they're not gonna get each other and yell at each other like you're stupid, you're stupid. I no, can't no, no. I was, I was thinking that, but go. I was like, I would probably think be like, hey, uh, so that Go language you're you're doing everything in, uh, might want to rethink that. Like, but like, well, but you can't say that, you, right? Because that's like you a could bad thing. Say that, but that would mean them just deleting their entire implementation, starting from scratch, oh, wow. which would be kind of an thing offensive thing to say. Is my understanding is yeah, at least oh, like wow. vast bulk of it, yeah. Whoa. So I mean, like. You know, like, so like saying that is akin to saying like, give up and start over, you know? Yeah, that's rude. So I wouldn't say that, you know? Yeah, I'm not saying that for the record. I just, I'm, and I, and I'm dumb. I don't know anything. For the record, I, I like L&D a lot. Like, yeah, because most of the stuff is run on it, right? Like yeah. umbrals and like all this other stuff. Like, 
And they were they were like one of the first implementations, if not the first. They were the first to at least like release publicly to the world and be like, please use this. It's not an alpha or beta or whatever. Okay, yeah. So they so they basically did, would it say is it safe to say that they kind of launched lightning into the stratosphere for a lot of us regular plebs to get on and start using? Yeah, it? I think so. Yeah. 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 So anyway, point is matters back for LNT. Yeah, yeah. It's it so, just goes so on my hats off to them for actually off, but... igniting everything, I would say, right? Sorry, say it again. I was gonna say hats off to them for igniting everything, for getting everything kind of launched. Is, yeah. Is, I mean, that well, a, is that a fair statement? Well, or? I don't know. Like I think like the, ex- the excitement, at least in my mind, the excitement for for lightning existed before them. So I don't know if I can speak to everyone else, but it, like um Sea Lightning was definitely slower, um, but it oh, was so happening. Has C, has, or Sea Lightning, or now it's Core Lightning. Core has Lightning, that, yeah. Has that always been there alongside uh, LND the entire time? Yeah, I don't know the exact origin date, but I, I think it's fairly close. I don't think it's that far oh, off. okay. Yeah. Because I remember like when I was, when I first got excited about Lightning, I was like, oh, I'm going to like go look at the top Lightning station and, and, and contribute to it. And it was, it was LND. And, and I was like, oh, this Go stuff, I don't know. And then I like soon after found the sea lightning ones. I haven't checked kept track of the history, but when I discovered them was about, I think close in time, very close months probably. And the sea lightning one, I was like, cool. But they had this big warning being like, this is don't use this. It's an extreme alpha. And I was like, oh, okay, well, oh, wow. you know, maybe I'll wait till they come around and, and, the, and, and feel comfortable releasing a non-alpha beta, whatever project, right. which I definitely have now. And like, I'm just, I'm really pumped to working on it in general. Yeah. Just check <laughs> it, it out. It's great joy to my life. Cool. Um, what, uh, w- like, I just have, have a couple more core lighting questions. So like, I guess, I guess core lighting, I feel like these days, just like here in Austin, maybe I'm just like isolated, you know, but uh, I don't think I am, but I feel, I feel like everybody's talking about core lightning and like bolt 12 stuff. It's a bit of a bell of the ball right now. Yeah. It feels right? like, yeah. Isn't it? I, it, Isn't it though? It really is. Yeah, it feels like it. Um, it feels like everybody's just talking about those things these days. And like, I don't hear, I mean, L&D, I'll hear that. I think I heard that a lot last year, but I feel like after Miami, it was just like everybody just started talking, about, at least in here in Austin. And, everybody's, and who knows why for certain, but I like, don't know why. That's why I'm, I'm like asking, like, what do you think? What do you think is the, um, well, what do you think so cool about Core Lightning now? And like, uh, they're, they're definitely Trump? like, Let's try to say this politically correctly. There are definitely some directions that uh, that are more Bitcoin maximalist that Core Lightning has advanced on a lot that LND hasn't. So what do you what do you mean in that way? It's like I don't know, like a short list of like dual funding, interactive transactions in general, obviously splicing, which is what I'm oh, working yeah. on, um, like liquidity ads, those kinds of things. I, I find them very exciting. I think a lot of Bitcoin maximalists do, and LND has n- none of those, right? Um, why does an LND, can they not implement the same thing that Core Lightning's doing? They could. I, I don't know why they don't. I mean, I, I, I kind of assume they will eventually, but I, I'm guessing it's just low on their list of priorities. That's, that's my take. Really? It seems to be. That's interesting. Um, yeah, like that's interesting. I see Gentry all the time talking about... Um, L and D stuff at um um because I think he works for Lightning. I'm not sure if he does or not, but I know there is a weird thing. Like, it's like I feel like I always see him at BitDev talking about L and D Lightning Lab stuff, but I don't know. There's a weird thing, like maybe it's a little controversial, but like it was like they, they seem to be like kind of falling. It's kind of like tech debt, right? They're not really keeping up with the, the at least the things Bitcoin maximalists care about. They're they're keep, they're behind on that tech debt, and they're like, what's going on? Why are they so behind? And then they release Tarot, and you're like. Oh, maybe oh. they were working on that, you know, which maybe is unfair. I'm not in their company. I don't know what they're actually doing. The priorities are, but it does kind of, it, the optics of it are like, oh, it looks like 
they were ignoring this more fundamental stuff to do the tarot, like, you know, stable altcoin, whatever it is stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of work, but I don't know. You know, you really should have to ask an LD person. Like maybe I'd be like, maybe they secretly been developing and they're going to release it tomorrow. You know, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like as Bitcoiners, like literally so what sparked this whole interview right now, like um, on the spot was talking about Bolt 12 and like what, what Topher's doing, what you and what you're doing with splicing, like that literally got me super excited. And I, I like so much so, right, dude, where I was just like, uh, do you want to go record a pod right now and talk about like, Let's Bol- do it. Bol- Let's well, go. like, it was just so inspiring. And I'm just, I'm not a dev, but like at the, at the end of the day, like I hang around with enough Bitcoiners and you feel, you feel the vibe in that area we were at all four or five of us that were around there. We all had this like vibration and I felt it. It was a vibration of like, this is exciting. And this is kind of cool, man. I find it exciting as fuck. <laughs> Isn't it though? Like yeah. it was like, it was like, and like, I didn't feel that when Tarot came out. <laughs> like no offense, right? It's, it's, their, it's their life's work, but I didn't get that vibe. Yeah. And they, I don't know, like tarot, tarot cards aren't for me. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, they really uh, should have worked was, on the brand. I don't want to bash an L&D too hard. Like it does look like they're going to be the first, probably the first ones to do um, like taproot, taproot based lightning channels, you know? So like, oh, you know, okay, I'm going cool. to process that. I don't think it's like they're just like going down the shit coin path, ignoring Bitcoin. I think they just have nuanced and yeah, priority it's, lists. It's true. It's know? like business decisions that, that that has to be made yeah i'm sure it has to be that it, it like at the end of the day like everybody's running a business right so it's like what's good for my business as opposed to like what's good for the community yeah. and they come to the lightning and protocol m- meetings like rosie's always there yeah. and, and, and like- maybe it's one of those things where it's like literally like they just have blinders on and i know i've been like that personally in my life before i have blinders on and i think what i'm doing is the right way and it could be completely wrong until somebody points it out to me yeah, you know, and like um, I'm like I'm sure roast beef is overworked. His his like oh, to do list right? plate has got to be like like yeah. a catered like plate for fucking I don't know fifty hundred people or something. Yeah, I think we had him on we had him on TFTC like uh, was it a month ago, a month and a half ago. Like yeah, and I I, I think just like I don't want to give too much away behind the scenes, but it was just like he was like in the middle of something, and then like he did the interview, and then like he had to jump off like because the guy's a busy man like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally get it. Yeah. But I still love Core Lightning, you know? Yeah. So tell me, so tell me about Core Lightning. Tell me about, let's talk about Bolt 12 first before we get to splicing. Okay. Bolt 12. Yeah. Not so, an expert at Bolt so, 12. So this is where I'm so dumb. I try to follow this. This is where Car is dumb here. I, this is, people are going to laugh. They're going to, like, right now you're driving, <laughs> probably like, you know, slow down a little bit. I'm about to say something really stupid. <laughs> so just like get ready. I literally thought Ellen Yoro and Bolt 12 were the same thing. How dumb am I? I literally thought they, <laughs> I thought they were the same thing, dude. I bet you I'm the only one. Probably a lot of people like hear Ellen URL and Bolt 12 and don't know there's even a difference. They look, this, they look very similar. And then, and then uh, okay, so explain the difference. Well, I think like, like they're more like competitors than they are like the same thing. Like, um, I, I, and I like both of them to be fair. Like I, I, do I thought Eleanor was the coolest thing in the world. So I saw what <laughs> Bull 12 could do. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I do really, uh, I think I prefer Bell 12. I, I prefer like, so like there's this philosophy of like, do we want to build things inside the lightning network or outside? Um. And that's a question that comes up in all kinds of places. Like it comes up with like 
purchasing liquidity, aka liquidity ads, right? It comes up with Bull 12 and all in URL. And what I like about Bull 12 is it's trying to implement those things inside the Lightning Network, which I think is the most scalable way to build that stuff to work well for the future. Uh, and I think that's really, really important. Um, and LNUL, like, it, it, I still fucking appreciate it a lot, you know? Yeah. Uh, but like, there's I, a lot of great companies that use LNURL. I would love to see it, like, I would love to see it be kind of like a stepping stone to an actually like implemented in the protocol type of thing, which is what Bolt 12 was trying to do. Yeah. So now explain exactly what Bolt 12 is, like, uh, on, like, uh, for lack of a better word, on the metal. You know, well, Bolt 12 is about, is about 12 things. It's actually not 12, I think it's like nine. <laughs> but there, there's a lot of stuff in Bolt 12. Um, and I think like one of the critiques that I've heard is that like there's too, maybe too many things in Bolt 12, you know, but I don't know, like compared to like, it's kind of an unfair comparison. People compare it to like a BIP where BIP has like one thing in it and Bolt 12 is a bunch of things. But um, uh, you were asking like, what is it on the rails? Like essentially in my mind, Bolt 12 is... I mean, it's a lot of things, but the, the, probably the important one is it's giving you, it's giving you instructions to go find how to make the payment and separating that from like an invoice, which is like, here's how to do the payment itself. It allows oh, for a lot cool. of flexibility. Oh, cool. So it's like a one scan QR code that I could throw on Thriller Bitcoin or even a, a yes. cover art or even a newspaper. Yeah. And so one of the things that it enables is like multiple payments, right? That's a big one. And it also enables a bunch of other things. Also enables a bunch of privacy stuff too, which is quite cool. It enables a bunch of things. So recently I've been playing around with this like thriller newspaper, I crazy idea. And a lot of Bitcoiners are getting excited here in, in the city about it because they're like, oh, cool, zine. I'm like, that's yeah, a lot of work, <laughs> but it's my passion. But I was going to use an LNUR. I was going to use, I'd like, I'd, I printed off like just a um, prototype. And then I, I, I use an LNURL QR code thinking like, okay, this is good enough, I thought. And then I was like, wait a second. So you're telling me this is actually going to the web? And now looking back on it, it's like, I, I actually had URL in the thing. So I don't know why I thought. There's URL <laughs> in there. I don't know why I thought like it was like stood for something else. <laughs> so stupid. I'm so dumb. But uh so yeah, explain that. Explain why LNURO is completely different than Bull 12. Because this blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I have not fully, I'm not an LNURL expert either. Yeah, but yeah. Like um, wh what I understand it does is, what it does is it it gives you a URL that you can, your your wallet can go to. And then from there, go get the Lightning invoice. Okay. So there has to be like a domain set up, right? So we're relying on DNS, we're relying on the WWW, we're relying on the regular internet. Oh, to do that. interesting. Yeah. Whereas like Bolt 12 was trying to say, like, let's just make let's keep it inside the network. And that's what you want. Yeah. I think that's just better in general. And like a lot of core lightning decisions are all about that. Like I mentioned liquidity ads are one of them. Like, so like right now you can you can um the word we think we should define buying liquidity because it's kind of a word that confuses. Yeah, me. yeah, go for it. Like if you're running Let's just say you're 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 a merchant and you're running a lightning node. You have to um, keep your connection to the lightning network balanced. And if the more payments you received, naturally the less balanced your connection gets. It gets too one sided. So you have to constantly be like getting it balanced to the other side. Um, and so there are like two services that do that. There's the uh, Lightning Labs one. <laughs> Forgive me, I'm blanking on the name. I forget if it's Loop or the other one. Yeah, they have one, yeah. but it's a centralized service where you can go to 
Lighting Labs website and be like, hey, I would like to pay somebody to bring in this to my to my merchant uh, lightning node. Um, and then uh, uh, Amboss just announced one too. So there's two that I know of. So Amboss is doing the same thing. So th this whole process of like buying, uh, trying to avoid the word liquidity, but I keep wanting to say it, <laughs> trying to buy the ability to receive more payments over lightning. That's the way of saying it without that, word, that L word that I won't say anymore. Um, that ability to do so is like is 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 a precious commodity. It's, it's a valuable thing for people that are particularly merchants. People running people running Lightning nodes in general kind of want this, right? But those are both centralized services. Amboss controls that one. Lightning Lab controls that one. These are totally centralized. Um, the idea of liquidity ads, which I've been trying to I, I've been trying to rebrand it to decentralized liquidity ads. Oh, interesting. Okay, mostly because I want to I want to emphasize that it's decentralized. This is like an open platform where anyone can advertise, hey, I will take, I will do this for you. I will give you that, that um, I'll, I will contribute to your ability to receive funds on Lightning if you like pay me like a, like a certain, a small fee kind of thing. Uh, and, and that's why all these work, but this one is decentralized. This is like, literally, it's an open market. You don't know who you're buying that from and they don't know necessarily who you are. So like it, it, it's the most like privacy focused way to do it. Oh my god! So do you want Lightning Labs having a database of every single person that's done this or Amboss? Like I don't. And decentralized liquidity ads is a way where no one has a database. Like it's totally uncontrolled. Oh my god! You just blew my mind. So you're saying this can all be done on the rails? Exactly. And that's that's one of the examples of why like uh, that's one really cool example of why I like this stuff being implemented in Lightning itself as opposed to on these like websites, you know, Amboss or Lightning Labs. Or and, 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 and that's fine. They're doing that right now, but that should just be a stepping stone to get to. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel about it. Like, the, the, like I think like having, like, I don't think there's any problem having those services today, but I, I don't want them to become the norm in the long run. Right. I think like having more privacy focused, decentralized solutions in the long run. is better for the Lightning Network yes. in general. Right. Because exactly. the last, this is what I've been kind of saying privately amongst, and I'll say it here on the pod, but like, my biggest fear is like the SEC coming in as soon as like, you know, these tarot tokens start getting released and they just want to start, you know, doing their thing. And I think that's like my biggest fear about this whole like tarot thing is like, it just leads to me to like the SEC coming in and it's under their purview now. Yeah. You're kind of like, you're reminding me of Satoshi. Like Satoshi in the early days uh, um, was like uh, uh, WikiLeaks wanted to take Bitcoin donations, like in the early days, I forget the year. I don't know if I can, 2011, 12, 13, something like that. And, and maybe it was 10. It was very early. And I, and I think it was Satoshi who said that like, we can't take the heat right now. Like, we, we, like, like Bitcoin itself was too early to have a high profile thing that might attract the government to come like take a look at it, right? And Lightning is kind of in that stage now where it's like, there's a lot of value of like, let us build this stuff out and get it private and secure before... We have the government, you know, eyes on it, really like pressuring it, right? And I think there's a lot of value in that. Cause yeah, I, I feel like I've, I've been saying that, you know, privately, but I'm, I don't mind saying it publicly now, but it's just like, um, that's my biggest fear. It's just facts, bro. The, you know, the, those three-letter agencies are going to do what the three-letter agencies are supposed to do, right? Like, it's their job. It's their job. <laughs> and it's, I'm, not, I'm not mad about it, but... Um, Let's not hold up a sign that says free tokens here. You yes. know what I mean? So uh, do you mind if I grab another glass of wine? Yeah, dude, let's go like do it. Yeah, or something? No, no, or, no. Yeah. I'd, I'd say just go and do it. Yeah, we're just, we're just talking. This is, this is going to be on Thriller Lightning. So like we can, yeah, yeah, do whatever you want. Um, 
yeah, that's interesting that you were saying, um, you were saying all these things about, um, about core lightning that I don't think a lot of plebs know about, man. I feel like we've been, I feel like we've been kind of, you know, and I don't want to blame a particular company, so I won't do it, but I feel like we've been kind of, uh, taught like, like all this stuff was already decentralized as far as what L and D was doing. And you're, 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 you're explaining that. No, it's actually not. It's, uh, it's very much centralized and like, this yeah, is, is going to be a problem in the future. We should probably avoid it now while we still can. There are a lot of aspects that like are still at risk of becoming centralized or not centralized that are being built out in general. And, and I think like, like, I think part of the reason I'm attracted to working on lighting is I feel like I can, I can make a bigger contribution because it is still in this like frontier stage, at least in my perspective. So like for me, that means I can like have a bigger impact on helping Bitcoin succeed. I think it will on its own early anyway, but like making it succeed like earlier, like while I'm still young would be great. Right. 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 But, but also like, man, does it feel good to like, feel like you're contributing to the world in a very real way? Absolutely. I could, I could not think of a thing where I would be able to contribute to the world as big as I could in contributing to lightning. So for me, I get a little, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally atheist, not religious, but that feels religious to me. It's just like, it feels like, it's like, I don't know. It's like yeah. bigger than me, you know? Yeah, because you're yeah, you're kind of leaving it for future generations to kind of you're yeah. just a shepherd of it. Yeah, it's very religious. Yeah, religious and religion in this kind of dynamic. But yeah, it's kind of it just feels very like uh, yeah, you're just at the end of the day, it's just a you're trying to look out for your future. But even selfishly, like it just feels good to know what you're doing contributes to the world. And like I worked with Silicon Valley for a long time, and I never felt that at all. And just like trying to like stay motivated and like content with your life is like really hard. And like, oh, okay, I'm helping like XYZ startup try to like, they always love to say take over the world, you know, which is like, I think meant to be a joke, but I'm not sure all of them mean it to be a joke, but like, they don't mean it in a way of like improve the world. That turn of phrase is like, we're just trying to like capture the thing, you know, be the Facebook that controls people's data or whatever, and then like sell it for lots of money. Yeah. And escaping that, my point is trying to draw a contrast from that to like working on Bitcoin. Like for me, it's a huge change. I don't know. I just, I moved from California over to fucking Texas and it's a similar kind of contrast. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like it, there's so much more like freedom thinking here. And it's like, it's like a, like a breath of fresh air thing off my shoulders. And like, dude, like the, like when I was programming in Silicon Valley, I'd have yeah. to like force myself to get motivated. But like, all right, Dustin, you want some of this fiat money you do so go wake up and do it and it was painful but like working on bitcoin it's just like i'm just like wait when can i do it i, ha I have to sleep that sucks how can i like get through sleeping faster to get back to it and like it's just yeah it's a selfishly joyous experience it's, it's, isn't it though it yeah. really is dude uh i always talk about this all the time when i when i first left my fiat job uh because like my my old fiat job like they end up selling to a corporation and then it went from this like private business that we helped scale up from like a million to like, you know, 20 or whatever it was. And then they sold off to a corporation. And then I was like, yeah, I'm out, guys. They're yeah, like, yeah. they're like, wait, wait, what, what do you mean you're out? I'm like, yeah, I'm going Bitcoin full time. <laughs> and like, and then when we started doing all these things, like I was like, I would wake up, bro. I would wake up like pinching myself, like, oh my God, I get to work with fucking Marty Bent. Are you kidding me? Mm. Like, who gets to do that? I get to hang out with a super test net 
and a freaking you like Keon and it's Kyle Murphy and a Ben Carmen and like all these brilliant wizards like building on Bitcoin, like pinching myself. I was just like in this like frame of mind of like, what have I got myself <laughs> into first? Second, I was like, is this reality? Yeah. Am I going to wake up all of it? Dude, for the first like up until like December, I literally would be like, go to sleep. Like, please, God, don't let me wake up. Please don't let me. Like when I would wake up, I would be like, as I thought I was going to go back to my fiat lifestyle. Oh, yeah. But it feels so good, dude, to have like a purpose every day. Yeah. And a mission driven focus. I think like hard money in general helps bring that back. Like, like, because with hard money, you could build a thing that grows. And like having a vision for like what, how is what I'm going to do affect like 100 years from now? I think it's just something important to the human experience. And, and like hard, like big, I think we feel in the Bitcoin community especially, but I think hard money can bring that to everybody. When the whole world's in a Bitcoin standard, they're all going to feel that. Right. And, and probably not as much as us in the early days of Bitcoin because like we're in the early stages of this exponential fucking growth that's coming of, of like changing the world. But you, like you still feel some of it. And I think like conversely, if you're in a fiat system, it, it's just everything's slowly eroding all the time. And so you're like, okay, if I work really hard, I can erode it less slowly or I can get ahead and like fuck over some other people and then like become more ahead than them. And that's like that kind of motivation, like while it is motivating in a strict motivational sense, like eats at your soul. You know, you don't feel good. I never felt good about that kind of thing. And I think that like we're the Bitcoiner community is feeling this hard money effect first. And I think it's going to, it's going to slowly keep Permeate, spreading yeah. or maybe quickly, you know, <laughs> it's, it's interesting too. Like I, I like, I talked to my, uh, I talked to my normie friends now, like, you know, it's been, it's been a few months, like the first four or five months, they like totally cut me off. They're like, Oh, you're crazy, man. Like, you know? <laughs> and then like, and then like, they're like, Oh, Oh, wait, oh, wow. So you're like in this documentary now. I'm like, is that all you, can think about oh like, so it's so like fiat driven and then nowadays like they see all the stuff that's going on hi guys if you're listening to the pod but like <laughs> it's like i get constant text message from them co- complaining about their fiat jobs oh. yes 100 I'll, I'll see like you know sorry to dox you guys i'll see like emails from like the the, the company and like i'll be like Oh, that's Sophia. I just respond back like, that's Sophia. And I put like a clown world emoji and just like, <laughs> dude, we don't even deal with any of that in Bitcoin. Oh like God. it's so like fiat driven and fiat mindset. I feel bad for them. I really do. And I'm like, you guys are too brilliant yeah. to be like working that you need to go start a Bitcoin company. I literally tell them that all the time. They're, 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 they're geniuses in their own, what they do. But I don't know, man. What do you say to people that used to be and that fiat. Well, my experience is like, I don't know, probably maybe different. Like I, um, I don't know if I told you, but like, I, like I found Bitcoin like early 2011. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And, um, like I didn't buy a bunch, which I did, but like, I, I, I already, I already, um, like, like I don't want to say believed in it, but I saw it as the solution to problems. Like I think I come from a weird background where I'm like obsessed with both computer science and economics. Really? Yeah, uh, but I've been an autodidact. I never really went to school very much. Um, so like, I studied on my own. And when I studied economics, I like read the Keynesian stuff. I was like, this just sounds like bullshit. Why would I waste my time? And I found like more of the Austrian stuff. I was like, these guys are saying things that like is concrete. And so like, without ever any prompting, I just naturally gravitated towards that. And then and I and I happened to have spent the last like couple of years specifically studying the history of money. 
Like, really? Like rhinestones and shit, you know, all that, wow. all that shit. And so when I found Bitcoin, I was like, oh my God, this solves the fucking problem. And I think it was a unique position to appreciate it because of those two backgrounds combined. I was like, like computer science wise, I get why that will work. And economic wise, I get how important that is. Like end the, 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 the leech blood sucking of this financial system on, on everyone that's happening. Um, but when I was talking about it back then, because I immediately told everybody I knew all the time about Bitcoin, people, not just did they think I was nuts, they felt like extremely confirmed in it. And, and like people, only people that cared about me would like hold it back. You know, it's, it's like if you have like a friend who's like, just like, I don't know, I don't know, struggling somehow, you know, like they're not going anywhere. Maybe they're on drugs or whatever. And they, they like say how they need the drugs or something. And you talk to them, you're like, you're just kind of like trying to like pick your words carefully. <laughs> you don't want to like, set them off. Yeah. And that's people talk to me. You know, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're insane. And I was like, no, the whole system is not going to work. <laughs> this is a solution. And like, nobody fucking believed me. Um, you know, and, and, and it took, it took me like five fucking years before, like my mom and dad were like, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's my mom and dad, you know, like they love me. At least I think no, they, they do love me, but like, like, you know, it was, it was that kind of thing. So I don't know my experience is different, but, um, like the the thing that feels very optimistic for me, at least coming from that perspective, is like I started with Bitcoin with the whole world not just thinking you were crazy, like they were like worried about you, and like it's shifted. It shifted so much, and for me, the fact that like you know what, what do they say? Like what are the four phases? First, they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win or whatever. Like I felt the ignoring phase like a lot. And like, I was, I was to, like getting to the laughing phase, like was a little unpleasant, but like, it was like a happy moment for me. At least they're talking about it. Yeah. And now we're strongly in the fighting phase. And like, for me, I'm just, I just have eternal optimism about Bitcoin. I'm like, oh my God, we've reached the third phase. You know, like we're there. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It's hard for me to even get pessimistic about, about it. Uh, I, I do think like a lot of people, thinking about your, 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 your old friends and colleagues that were at your, at, at old companies, like. Like they're not seeing it now, they're struggling through it. But like, I think Bitcoin has long passed the stage where it's gone past the inevitable point. Like, it, it can't be stopped. Yeah, and, it can. and and the hard money will win out over the soft money. There's just too much money flowing in at this point now. There's too many companies. Well, like all the my, mining my, that's my going goes on. Deeper like, than that. Like, if no new money flowed into Bitcoin, I still think it would fucking win. Oh, explain that. Um. So like. So like we. A lot of people have heard the idea that like hard money beats soft money, right? Okay. Uh, but like, so imagine like the Bitcoin market cap just stays exactly where it is. The things it's competing against, all the fiat monies are going to inflate away. Oh yeah, that's a good that's point. It's all they've ever done historically. Yeah. They're going to keep doing it. Um, like it's obvious, you know, like the people that try to deny it are bizarre to me. Like what if it just kind of stays, like what if that happens? Like where, could yeah. that, could that theoretically happen? That is my most bearish case. That like, okay, in like a hundred, so in the last hundred years, US dollars lost 95% of its value. It's like the most stable, long lasting fiat currency that's ever existed. So the other ones drop like 99 point whatever percent, right? So in another hundred years, the dollar will do that again, at least probably a lot more, but like my most bearish case takes a hundred years, the dollar to like drop by that amount again. And then Bitcoin stays the same and it'll just, everyone will just become aware of that over time. Yeah, like, like I don't think the gold, like the gold stand, the creating of, of gold as currency in the first place is the best example we have for the creation of Bitcoin as hard money. 
And we have no documented history of that at all, really. But I guarantee you, every human that was starting to use gold didn't have like a macroeconomic degree <laughs> and understood what hard money was. It Good just point. Naturally Good happens. point. Good point, Dusty. And I think that same effect will happen with Bitcoin regardless. Uh, uh, the, the, that's our most bearish case. And I think like uh, I want it to happen like while I'm still young, ideally in my lifetime. And I think the the more like like the more educational, cultural, like conversation stuff can make it happen faster. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's, that's gosh, dude. You're blowing my mind right now. Fuck yeah. I never. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a practical way of looking at it. Right? That's how I see it. Like, I just, you know, like... When like, it come down to, like, the core, like, it it literally is just that, right? Like, yeah, no one had to have, like, a macroeconomic degree to start using gold. Nope. No one's going to need a macroeconomic degree to start using Bitcoin. Yes. So, like, your friends working at that company, your old friends and colleagues, um, like, they, they aren't... They don't have to get it. It will just happen naturally on its own eventually anyway. But one of the cool things about Bitcoin is even, like, the last adopter of Bitcoin still benefits. So they're not going to get like the 10, 100,000 X appreciation of holding it. But what they will get is their money will stop flying away from them. They're going to get off the oh, treadmill. Oh, good point. So it's like, it's one of those weird things where it's actually net positive for literally everybody who adopts it. And that's a big deal. And that makes it way easier for me to like, um, I don't know, that's deal with good, those people. That's and, such a good point, dude. Thank you. <laughs> wow. You, because you, this is, these are, these are things that maybe I'm just not listening to the right people, but like you just never hear that, that, uh, that end that you just talked about right now, you just spoke on. Like, it's even good for the very last person, like Peter Schiff, to like get on Bitcoin eventually. Cause, <laughs> oh my God, Peter Schiff will get on Bitcoin. You know, I, I bet he won't be the last one, but he'll wait a long, <laughs> he'll wait a long time. time. Yeah. That's interesting. Man. So let's talk about splicing. Splicing. Yeah, because yes. like this is what you're going to be talking about, Bitcoin Plus Plus. This is what kind of what you're already talking about, like in all the meetups, bit devs, like everybody knows Dusty's working on splicing. Fuck yeah. So explain splicing. It's more than just a movie, right? Called Splice. You <laughs> <laughs> said you were going to splicing. I was like, wait, like the movie Splice? Like what's, like DNA? What's Good going on Post-production stuff, you know, <laughs> just re remastering. So like, yeah, tell me about splicing. Well, splicing, like, well, I should paint a picture for myself. Like, I, I, I've been wanting to work on lighting for a long while, like, since, like, I don't know, 2007, 18 or so. Wow. I just haven't found an opportunity. But, like, lately I've been like, all right, I can, like, sit aside some free time, just, like, focus on this, on lightning or in general. So, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to fucking do it. Let's do it. And I was just looking at, like, what is the state of things? Like, what can I work on? And I was looking at a lot of different stuff. And, like, splicing was the one that like I picked and, and splicing is actually an old concept. Like it was in the original manifestation of the idea of lightning. It's not new at all. It's just kind of like not been done basically. Um, and like at its technical core, what it really is, is just the ability to resize lightning channels. Okay. Say that slower. So I have a lightning channel yeah. to you, right? And it's both ways or it's just one way, my way, or, or are we, are we looking Could at? be either. Okay, cool. And so splicing then does what? So uh, if I'm splicing, I'm going to make the channel bigger. Both, I'm going to make it bigger in general, but for my side. Okay. So like, like. Um, Will that disrupt my side at all? It won't affect your side at all. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like, so let's just say you have a balanced channel. You have half a Bitcoin. I have half a Bitcoin because okay. we're, 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 we're balling. <laughs> okay. And, and like, I'm like, I'm like really balled. I'm going to put down another whole fucking Bitcoin. I can splice in a Bitcoin. 
And instead of, our, instead of our channel being, you know, 0. 0.5 plus 0. 0.5 Bitcoin, now it's like one more. So it's like, I have 1.5, you have 0. 0.5. So that, that's kind of oh, the technical wow, side of cool. it. What are the benefits from that? Um, so it turns out this like one simple act has a lot of ancillary benefits. Okay. Um, like the, and the benefits dependent on like what your role is in the Lightning Network. Like if you're just a user of it, um, the parts you'll see are just things being cheaper and, and also faster in some contexts. So like this is kind of more of a deeper thing. Like you don't see it directly, but you'll see it indirectly. So it's like it's like speeding up a website uh, to load images faster to like yes instead of like it the the lagging that's going to take like two or three or four or five seconds something like this will just like speed things up where it's like we're talking milliseconds and what yes maybe not but, in those timing terms but the, the but, more important thing is the cheaper thing okay can you tell me about um, that so like if you if you ever like some people have used the Moon Wallet M U U N Moon okay and with that one um, they store your funds in 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 your phone which is great. Like it's self-custody. We all love that. It's fucking great. And then if you, you can you can make a lightning payment. What it does is it moves the Bitcoin onto lightning and then nicks the payment. That's quite expensive. So like when fees are high, like a moon lightning transaction can cost you like a buck 50 or something. Like, really? Yeah, it's quite yeah, expensive. I don't use moon. But, but like the, the reason moon wallet is cool is because it's, it's a wallet with one balance and you can pay a lightning invoice. You can pay to lightning or you could pay a regular Bitcoin transaction. You can do either. Okay. And that's what's cool about it, right? Right, yeah. So what splicing, another cool thing splicing enables is you can flip that around. Instead of, so what Moon is doing under the hood is they're storing the Bitcoin on regular Bitcoin. I'm trying to avoid the word on-chain. I've been trying to stop using it. Do you have, okay. an, do you have an analogy for the word on-chain? I, I just thought it meant like the, the foundation layer of Yeah, of foundation layer. That's the word. Yeah. So they're storing Bitcoin on the foundation layer. And then they pay fees to move it onto Lightning when required. So Moon which I, could flip that around with splicing and they could store the Bitcoin on the Lightning layer and then move it back to the foundational layer oh, interesting. if needed, right? So like what that means is just lower fees in general. And like with Moon, you have to wait for the funds to get confirmed on chain for a bunch of things and that would go away. So like with Moon, Moon will be faster. And it'd be a lot cheaper. So instead of $1.50, you're paying a fraction of a penny kind of thing. Because ultimately, you're not having to go from like the foundation layer up into the exactly. Lightning Network. It's, yeah. it's the, the reverse opposite. It adds more liquidity to the Lightning Network, I would yeah. imagine, right? And I, and I do think long... And there's more transactions as well, too. And like leave leave the foundation layer alone <laughs> unless you're moving, right? Exactly, or, or no. yeah. I think, I think long term, like we will think of paying in Bitcoin will just be a Lightning payment. People might not even know the term lightning. They won't even know they're doing it. They'll just think, oh yes, this is a Bitcoin payment. Whereas like if you look in the past, like everyone's used to like there being a Bitcoin payment, a lightning payment being separate concepts. I think in the future, everyone will be on lightning. And then like very rarely, if you're really rich, will you, or banks or whatever, will use the, the, the foundational, foundational layer. layer. Oh, yeah. interesting. So then it goes back to that, that thing that, you know, uh, on top of us, you always talk about, about it being like a freight uh, Atlantic freight that's going across the ocean where it just literally is carrying these multiple cargo. Yes. Right? Totally. I don't know what those are called. Well, my, my favorite analogy is um, 
like it's 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 a bit of a left turn, but like like uh like contracts and lawyers and judges and courts. Oh, total left turn. Okay, where are you yeah. going with this? <laughs> so like uh people don't often think about it, but like you just try to imagine for a minute how many contracts are written and signed every day in just the US. A lot. It's a lot, right? And how many of those contracts are actually ever brought to court in front of a judge? Very few. A tiny fraction, right? right? I think that separation, if you just imagine like, you know, two parties and their lawyers or even individually, whatever, signing contracts, that's the lightning network. And going to the judge in the court case, that's the foundational layer. Right. So like with this, this is exactly how we scale Bitcoin to, to, to bajillions of people, you know, millions of transactions per second. We're saying we're only going to take the transactions that have some kind of conflict. Those are the ones that are going to go on chain. The conflict resolved completely correctly because it's all being signed not by lawyers and people, but it's being signed by cryptography. So cool. Yeah. So that's my favorite analogy for that. Yeah. Um, the, the, I want to talk about splicing some more if I can. Yeah. No, no. Keep talking about it. So, okay. So that's one cool thing. Totally. Now I see. Yeah. Yeah. That, that explains it to me like in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what, what's another cool aspect of it? It sounds like there's more. There, there's more. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Wait, there's more. <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, eight, 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 eight now. Get Can 10% you believe off. it? I can't <laughs> believe this. This is crazy. Okay. Um, uh, so like the, when, when as a, it's important to distinguish that, like, it's important to say explicitly that using lightning as a user is dead simple. Like you, you've done it. A bunch. Yeah, I'm really dumb. I, of course, it's just really simple. <laughs> I didn't mean to apply your time, but but it's simple. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. It should be like it should be anybody <laughs> could use it. Like you've seen the meme, right, with the chimpanzees. Like, yeah, yeah. So you, you just you know you pay with your phone, you scan the thing, pay it, done, right? And like, um, as somebody who's like traveled internationally, I've really felt personally how much simpler Lightning is than like every other payment mechanism that exists. Like, like, uh, so like, you know, I went down to El Salvador, you know, and I, I, uh, I went and I paid, I bought the, I bought a uh, pupusa from Pupusa Mama. Oh, cool. Yeah. I keep hearing about these pupusas. I want to go down there and try it. So the Pupusa Mama is this delightful, like kind of elderly, older lady who, uh, her, she sounds amazing already. Her son orange pilled her <laughs> and she was the first person to take Bitcoin in El Salvador. Gosh. So I bought one of her pupusas. Actually, I bought two of her pupusas and they were fucking delicious, by okay. the way. Yeah, go down there. Dude, I want to go. I want to go for adopting. Uh, is it adopting BTC or is it what is it? The conference called that Nicholas does. Uh, I think it's adopting BTC, isn't it? Like I went to the last one. It was, it was two at once. Adopting BTC, and there's oh, another okay. one, and I forget what the name of the other Man, one I was. I go so bad. I go so bad. We'll see. Right, we'll see. Uh, it's around November, right? Oh, this is, I, I haven't even kept track. I yeah, I think it's in November. I, I'm probably gonna go. I, I was telling Keon, I was like, dude, we need to just go, dude. But we'll see. It's like right around the Thanksgiving times and stuff, so. Maybe, maybe we'll go. Uh, if Keon goes, I'll go. I had a good time in El Salvador and generally. It's just really? like, I kind of was like, I want like to cool go back and just vacation, you know? Yeah, dude. They got, they got like El Zante's cool. Yeah. And they also, also town, it's a beach town. There's another beach town right next to it. Um, oh, really? They actually have a really thriving surfer industry there. They're yeah. international I always see Roman posting. About, I met Roman in Miami for the first time. One of my, you know, superheroes in the space. And uh, I was just like so ecstatic, dude. We, we exchanged everything, and then I was like, "It's like you gotta come." I was like, "Yeah, I know. I want to go." <laughs> but yeah, he does all the surfing stuff too, right? I think I've seen him post some stuff on there. I, I believe it. Yeah. But my point was that like it's just it's, it's actually like they have a really uh, nice tourist district in the town over. I think oh, it's El cool. Tuco. 
uh, because like because of the thriving industry, a uh, thriving and serving the people are there. probably amazingly like, like, it's, it's amazing, like a, right? It's like a weird like first world yeah. pocket in there. Um, and I love El Zante too for different reasons. Like the community there is insane. Like the people love Bitcoin there. Like it's so cool. I, I just like kept going around to stands, like buying beers and like fucking food with like lightning. <laughs> You're just like, like boom, boom, this boom. This keeps happening. Like, yeah. what is this? And it's like the, the thing is real. It's really happening there. Yeah, it's so cool. You can go basically everywhere and like use lightning. It's nuts. Can you visit the volcanoes or? Oh, I want to now. I, I never go thought of that. Till you just said that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to Lisa on this pod. What like maybe a year ago, and she was talking about these volcanoes. I don't think it was those particular volcanoes, but she made the volcanoes sound super cool. I was like, yeah. I want to definitely go. All right, that's on my list. Yeah, it's official. If I if we go, if we go, oh, let's we, both go. Let's both go. Fuck yes, <laughs> we'll just go visit volcanoes. I'm in. I'm we'll in. Just bring a miner. We have a miner in the lab. We'll just bring we'll it. Just over bring there. it. Like we'll just bring some water and, and steam turbine. We'll just construct it ourselves. We will get super to like magnet, make it oh, grow I bet, or something. I bet it could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so tell me about splicing. Oh, right, right. Okay, go back so to splicing. The, the, yeah. The, the, the point of my my interlude was was that uh, like paying with lighting is really really simple as a user. Okay. So I, I just like to say that because sometimes we start explaining lightning, people are like, at the end, you like talk for a long time. At the end, they're like, oh, wow, that sounds complicated. I don't know if that's for me. They, they, they say it's complicated. The, the, I don't know if it's for me part. You can just read it on their face. They don't say it out loud. Yeah. So it's, it's important to qualify that, right? So this part's a little more like, you don't have to know this as a lightning user, but um, like the lightning network is powered by a bunch of lightning operators that okay. are trying to route your payments. So they're competing to like help you route payments and they're doing it for you automatically as you think about it. And they're trying to route the most payments possible while like lowering their fees as much as possible and routing as many of your payments as possible. So there's like two parts to that. One is they want to lower their costs, which is definitely something Spicing does. But the other thing that's, that's even like kind of harder for lightning operators is figuring out what the best routes are. So like their job is to figure out where are the payments going? Like, you know, and just to make stupid examples, like, like everyone's going to Tony's Pizza today because they have a special, whatever. All those, a lot of payments will go that direction. And if they could know that in advance, they could open up a channel directly to Tony's Pizza and get more of those things and get their like 0.01% fee on it, right? Yeah. And so they, they're trying to forever find what those opportunities are. Like I'll give you like one naive example is like when, when uh, El Salvador went on the Lightning Standard, the Bitcoin, Bitcoin Lightning Standard, the Bitcoin Standard, <laughs> which included Lightning. Yeah. Um. Uh. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna open up a bunch of channels to the El Salvador network, right? And I was like, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like so smart and make tons of fees off this. Me and like a horde of other people thought that <laughs> they just had so much liquidity that I, I never made it, made any fees off that, right? But that's just an example of what Lightning operators try to do. Um. Uh, so like, I mean, I, I'm a lightning operator. I do it to like m mostly understand like what it's like. It's like a learning exercise. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so like, I've kind of gotten to feel these things more intimately because of, because of doing that. So like what ends up happening as a lightning operator is you're always trying to find the best channels. You're like, I'm going to, you might start out, I'm going to open up like a dozen channels here, you know, kind of thing. And then like none of them work and you open a dozen over there and those don't work. And then. Then you open a dozen more and you're like, oh, this one, I finally found one. This is like a common experience for lighting operators. So like they go through like 20, 30 channels and they find like one channel plus that one ends up becoming a very valuable route. And they're like, oh, I finally found it. And so like it, it's, it's this constant exercise of like trying to find the right channels to open and then also drop the ones that aren't working, right? So you want to constantly move to where people are. If they're buying at Tony's Pizza, if they're buying at Starbucks, whatever. You want to figure out where they're going. 
and you don't really know. So like you kind of do the shotgun thing where you just like shoot it everywhere and try to get and pray. And then, you know, <laughs> it's like an 80, exactly. It's like an 80, 20 rule where like 80% of your channels end up being the wrong ones. 20% work. And those are the ones that make all of the, all oh, of the, interesting. that I process all the transactions. Right. So it's a really common occurrence in doing that where like, I would love to move the Bitcoin I'm storing in that 80% of channels that aren't really working and move them into the 20% that are working. And that wasn't possible until splicing. Wow. So I think that, that like, is, it's kind of a long story and it's, it's a little, uh, you have to understand a couple no, concepts. No, no, it makes sense. Like, you're literally just moving it over to these other channels that are more profitable because Tony's Pizza is, like, hitting this evening. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I do suspect that'll be the most common splice transaction that happens is that. Really? One. Yeah. yeah, that'll, yeah. Be, that'll make up the, the vast bulk of it is that. Dude, I feel like splicing is like the Swiss Army knife. Doesn't yeah. It? Isn't it? Totally. It's like, it's just like all these... I gotta who, remember that. Did you who made up splicing, or where did this come from, or like, where was like the original? You said it was in the original. It was an original idea. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Were you the first one to actually start working on splicing, or was there somebody oh else? Was it Rusty, or like who? So it's a funny story. I um, I got a, I got in a uh, I would call it an argument. You got into discussion with C plus <laughs> plus where I was talking about splice. She was talking about balancing some channels. I think because she runs a great lighting node and she's got a lot. Oh of yeah, the plebnet stuff. And, and and I was like, oh, you just do splicing for that. And she's like, but how, what's splicing? How do I do that? And I was like, yeah, like core lighting is splicing. And then she was like, what does it? And then I went and looked it up. I was like, oh, they, they don't. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and, uh, and then I like went, I like, and I remember reading, I'd read a thing. This is probably a year ago. I'd read a thing like, I don't know, like six months prior, four, six months prior. I was like, I saw a thing from core lighting about splicing. I thought that meant they made it. And I went and like dug it up to like, I don't know, trying to prove yeah. my point or whatever, you know? And I looked it up and they were like, they were just discussing the spec of how to do it. And they had finalized on a spec of how it could work, but they hadn't implemented any of it. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of like, you know, a little bit, there's like the hubris of like, oh, I thought I was right about that, but I guess I'm wrong. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'll go like, I'll go like take the spec and go build it for core lighting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because you were just, you thought you're like, yeah, it's already there. And you come find out you're like, oh, it's technically not there. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, I was like totally wow. wrong. But I'm like, well, I can make myself right by just doing yeah, it. Just going to do it. That's awesome. That, that's what I love about Bitcoiners, man. We're all just like, we just want to do the right thing and then ultimately like just be of service to Bitcoin. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And like, uh, honestly, like, 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 yeah, like I lost that debate or whatever. But like, it felt really good to be like, wow, here's a really important thing for lightning that I can work on. And, and then you're, it's super fascinating. Right, right now you're telling me all these cool things. I had no idea. I mean, I thought, I think I knew about the channel thing. You had explained that to me before, but all the other stuff, that's just like the, the icing and the cherries on top. It's just yeah. like, okay, can, cool. I, can I blow your mind of one more thing? Oh, there's more? There's, oh, wait, well, there's more. Wait, there's a, there's a, there's a, a bottle opener too <laughs> to the Swiss Army knife. That's so, cool. So yeah, tell me. This is it's a bit of a bit of a of a of a path of a story, but like yeah, go for it. Okay, so like one of the prerequisites for splicing is dual funding. Okay, um, that's not important, but the one part of it that is critical is this um, uh, interactive cooperation between two lightning peers. So there's this way where they're going to build a, a fundamental Bitcoin transaction together. Wait, say that slower. Yeah, that, that slow. was a lot of words. Okay, yeah. so so okay, so. Me and you have a channel together. Yes. Okay. And then, how, wait, okay, so now go now. So we need a, for a bunch of reasons, a bunch of awesome reasons, 
we need a way to interactively build a fundamental layer Bitcoin transaction together. Okay, cool. So we're yeah. going to build a Bitcoin transaction. That sounds amazing. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. So once, so that's one of the prerequisites um, because splicing requires interactivity across both peers. We have to like work together to do it. Right. Now, when I say we're together, what I mean is our computers work together. So this happens right. in a split second. It's like automatic. We don't even notice it, but there has to be the code that makes that work where we can like interactively build a thing and sign it. Right. Okay. So once you have that, that enables the ability to do splicing, which we've been talking about. But the other cool thing is once we're going interactive building transactions, there's nothing stopping you from going to your buddy, Bob or Alice or whoever, Charlie, and doing it with them too. But bear with me. Okay. We could do it all at the same time. At the same time? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. And this is where it starts getting like mind exploding. Okay. It's kind of getting mind exploding right now. So you're saying me and you have a channel together. Yeah. Then me and Keon have a channel together. Yeah. So now all of a sudden... We're making Bitcoin transactions together? Yeah. So like, I don't know Keon, right? But you do. But in, you do. Yeah. So like you're coordinating the two of us and doing a splice with him and I'm just splice with you and we can merge together into one transaction without ever knowing who Keon is. Oh, wow. Do you know what this sounds like? It sounds like a lot of fun. Well, but, fun, but, 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 but also, I, I'm building it to a word. What were you going to say? I was going to say, it sounds like, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but it kind of sounds like how the real world works, right? Like, well, that too. But I wanted to, I wanted to get a build up my word here. Okay, go tell me. It's a it. lot like a coin join. Wait, is it though? Yeah. Okay, now explain that. Well, because I don't know key on this. You're essentially coordinating coin join with two lightning operators. Oh wow! Yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 wait, there's more. <laughs> So Keon could do the same thing with this buddy fucking super. Okay. At the same time. And you wouldn't know that he's doing with super. But he's doing it with me? Yeah. And super? And yeah. then I'd be involved too. Let's not talk about this because everybody's going to find out about it. Whoa, wait. So wait, so your second, this is like coin join. Whoa, bro. Yeah. But the thing is, like, not only is it like a coin join, the incentives are for every party to do it automatically. Okay. I'm going to hit you back with just like, Right away, a negative thing that popped in my head. All right, negative things, dude. So, like, will like the FBI raid us? Like, what's going? Like, cause we're right, cause like we're doing coin joints now, right? Or no? Am I just like being crazy now? Because this is not what they oh, they're want. They're definitely gonna raid us in two hundred years. <laughs> I mean, like, but, how, no, but like, won't they be upset? But hold <laughs> like, on, slow down. Like, okay, okay, yes. Like, like, I just watched. I think it was the FBI, like, like sales pitch, and and what did they say? There was some phrase. They were like. This like lady walked up to a guy at the desk and be like, we need to track those funds down on the blockchain so we can get them back. And the guy was like, I'm on it. <laughs> Their understanding of this shit is like rounds to zero compared to what we're talking about. I don't think they know what a coin join is. We're even close. Okay. I don't think they know what the lightning network is. I, I, I think they're, they're, they're the by the time they understand what the fuck we're talking about, it'll probably be about 200 years, <laughs> you know, maybe 150. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> But no, I'm just going to say, this is not Carr being bearish on, on this part of the splicing thing. I think it's it's definitely like a tool that you could use, good or bad, well, right? I'm, I'm really, Depending, I mean, but you're just, you're just, you're just the guy who's making it. Hey, 
People are going to be people and do what they're going to do. Don't me. I don't control <laughs> it. I swear. You don't control it. No, but at the, speech, at the end of the day, it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's definitely like freedom of speech, and it's definitely something that needs to be built on the Lightning Network. And well, it's kind of cool. I think like where, where I think about it is like I have this philosophy that coin joins, like I think, are like the best privacy tool we have in Bitcoin. Okay, and I think like. uh the way we get really private Bitcoin is incentivizing coin joins. And that is controversial in some, in some Bitcoin groups where like, you know, it's okay. Do we want to like incentivize more privacy or go less private? And I think like uh, the more we can incentivize, like not just, not just coin joining. The problem with coin joining, one of the problems with coin joining today is it's just people, it's nefarious actors plus people that care about privacy, which is kind yeah, of a small group. And we're lumping right? them together. But imagine if yeah. like you could save money on fees by joining a coin joint. Yeah. It changes the dynamic. Yeah. And, if every- and not everybody's doing bad things, dude. Like yeah. no one's doing that. Like but, if, but- if anything, we just want our privacy. Exactly. Yeah. No, imagine a world where, okay, you could not coin join if you want to pay an extra dollar for your transaction, or you can coin join and pay 10 cents instead. And then a lot of people are like, ah, fuck it, I'll just coin join. And I think that incentive. We will all will. Yeah. So it just become the standard. Exactly. Smart. So that that's kind of like my philosophy that's on some it. That's 40 Chester plan over there, <laughs> Mr. Dusty. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think if you just make it the standard, then... No one knows what they don't know, right? Like, yeah, and, and the big, the bigger the pool of people in the coin join, the more private it is. Yeah, yeah. solid so. points, dude. Splicing is <laughs> really cool, man. Thanks, dude. Splicing is really, and you explained it really well too. Oh, like, I'm super dumb, but I was even able to figure this out. I was like, wow, yeah. It's like these are great examples that you're giving. I'm like, fuck yeah. No, I'm excited. I think like I. How I, close are you to like? Okay, so. Let's just get caught up to speed with like the amount of work and like where it's at. Like what uh what what is that looking like right now? Well, I was I was I was hanging out with uh, Christian Decker, one of the the sea lighting wow. lighting devs in, in uh, at Block Street and Block Street, like in Bitcoin uh, Miami. Uh-huh. And, and like the famous line is supposed to say two weeks. And I was like, someone asked me that. And I was like, oh, it's coming out two weeks. Two weeks. And then Christian went out there. He was like, oh, no, it's coming out two weeks ago. <laughs> That's awesome. So like, you know, I, I, I don't really know. Like, I, like, um, the the core lightning code process is like very it's very review centric. Oh yeah, because you have to get it reviewed. And Everything gets super to, reviewed, yeah. super tested. Like the like the full nine yards. I don't know where nine yards came from. Full hundred yards. You know the full fucking thing yeah. gets tested. You need the whole stadium. Yeah. So like this is my first time doing a thing that really needs that kind of level of testing. So oh, I don't know what it'll take. Congratulations, first off. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's that's admirable. Um. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for your service, sir. Uh, but uh, at the same time, like, that's kind of cool, right? Like, I'm yeah, it's like, so it's like, it's like, so it's so cool. It's like you're sending your baby off to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel it's kind of like the village's baby, you know, which almost feels no, better. Okay, yeah, yeah, know? that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. The village's baby. It, like, it's been an idea for a long time in like, the community. And I just like, I was just like. You raised oh, it from I'm a little the, I'm, I'm the uncle coming in, but I'm going to take care of this baby. Yeah. And, and like, the baby's like, hello, daddy, I guess, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay with that, you know. <laughs> You're like, okay, but here you go. <laughs> Heading you off to Christian Decker now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. The. Uh, so the process will like probably take a while. Um, like, oh yeah, two weeks ago is when I about to, maybe it's been three at this point. I, I, <laughs> I did the first splice on chain. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That and was like, cool. But like, 
Like I really rushed that. I was just like, <laughs> oh, you just wanted to get to you know, Part of why I rushed it is uh, like, I just want to give a shout out to Eclair. The Eclair guys oh, are wow. cool. Tell me about Eclair real quick. Just so for- they're one of the lighting invitations, you know, like the three major ones are like Lightning Labs L- slash L&D. And then you got Core Lightning and then you got Eclair slash Async Q. I can never say that right. Okay. Those are like the like kind of kind of three main ones. There's other ones exist too. You know, you got Electrum and other ones. But um, um, anyway, uh, Tobias, one of the oh fuck no T. Oh my god, I, I always fuck with his name. I feel so bad. I'm sorry if you're listening. Uh, I think it's T Bass. It's T Bass. T Bass is his name. Maybe Tobias is his first name. Maybe I got it right. Okay. Killing it over here. Um, uh, he was like, I was like tweeting about splicing, and he was tweeting about splicing, and the way he was tweeting, I was like, oh shit, he might be working on splicing. So I legit was like, (laughs) it kind of like put a fire behind my ass and I like sprinted. (laughs) I was like, I got to get the first splice done. And then I did, you know, and then like, lo and behold, it comes, it comes out like a couple, like a week or two, three later. He was like, oh yeah, I've been working on that. (laughs) And I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But it's great. You know, like, like, because you can collaborate together, right? Yes. Yeah. And like, um, so like part of the, the lightning spec process is that you need to have two implementations of lightning that both influence a thing before it can be officially in the spec. Oh, wow. So, so by y'all both like doing a, it's that. It's a Kumbaya collaborative thing. Yeah. So it's great that Eclair is doing it. And like, you know, I don't know. I like to think it'd be a little, little hubris. Maybe I helped inspire him to work faster and harder on it. Dude, I don't know. This is where like, oh my God, you sound exactly like super. And I, I'm starting to hear this from just more developers in general these days in Bitcoin. It's like, you don't need to be the 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 person that actually is the end goal for things. You just need to per- be the person that actually starts it. Yeah. Or even sometimes just like, yeah, build alongside of it. And like, yeah. And then at the end of the day, we all win. We all benefit yeah. from it. I, you know, I I, I bend the knee to Bitcoin. <laughs> like 100 percent down. Like I will never ask Bitcoin to bend its knee to me ever. Like right. to me, it's, it's just too both important and powerful and powerful in a good way. It's like, you know, it's like it's to bring like, freedom to humanity. Yeah. It's like true it's freedom. Like, it's like, it's like, it's, it's better than like, you know, there's bad kings and good kings. It's better than a good king. It's like the one king that like is, can never be corrupted ever, whatever. So it's like, I, I bend the knee to it forever. And, and, and I do think like, I think that mentality is important. You know, it's a hundred percent important. Like if you, if you get too much ego involved, you're like, oh, I need Bitcoin to make me more important. It just starts a destructive you know, spiral. It's yeah, it's a spiral. And this is where like cough, I go- cough, Roger Ver, other people too. <laughs> this is where I go back to where I, I literally like, uh, you know, one of my one of my things out there is like, I want, I want more of these like meetups and I want more of these cities to start their own like pleb newspaper. Like yeah. I want them to oh. do it, but I, I, I want them to do it because like I, I think fundamentally like if we can just like drown out the NBCs and the ABCs and have these like local- Bitcoin newspapers sending out the real signal. I feel like there there could be so much better. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm I'm romantic ideas. Like yeah, it's well, it'll be good for humanity. And, and the reality is, we all benefit from Bitcoin being made better. Yeah, dude. We do. And, I, and I think if we just we all work together and get this out, you know, I mean, I just feel like it's just like as long as we just all keep that same kind of yeah. mindset and it should be this, this new terms being thrown around. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but I'm going to ask you about it. There's this new term that's being thrown around. It's called co-opetition. And oh I'm, God, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, somebody was telling me that the other day it was a way smarter Bitcoiner than me. I, I'm sorry. I forgot who it was, but they're like, no, it's not, it's not cooperation. It's not competition. It's a co-opetition. Yeah. And I was like, explain that. And they're like, yeah, we're all competing but not not for the what you think competing is. It's like we're trying to push each other to go higher. 
because uh, you see them building, you're like, oh, cool, I want to do that too. And then yeah. you do that, and then they do that. Then it becomes yeah. a, like a, <laughs> a full thing, right? And then, but it's also cooperation because you want to help each other advance faster. Um, and I think like what you're doing with splicing is just kind of that, right? It's like cooperation. Oh, totally. I, I but would... it's also like you just said earlier, it's like, yeah, but I want to, I want to beat him for the first splice. And then they're like, no, but then he came up. And it's like, that's like, to me, and I bring, this is where me and Atwood always talk about this because we're both golf players, but like, it's like, we're all playing the same course. Right. Yeah. And if I could tell Atwood be like, Hey, you know, I, I, I could, you could probably get a birdie. Cause like, I got, I, I got a par, but if you would have hit it right, you hit it right there. You probably just lay it up. Right. Yeah. And, and then that's literally how I see like Bitcoin. And it'd be great if Lightning Labs maybe felt some of that fire too. They're like, oh no, we got to start doing that shit too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never talked to those guys except for like Gentry. And I think I maybe had like maybe one conversation with Gentry. Um, well, he's kind of new at the company, isn't he? Oh, is he really? I didn't know that. Six um, a year, but like for me, when when I think of Lightning Labs, I I just think of Gentry. Because oh, like yeah. I always see him at Dude, Big Bit Devs and he's always answering questions. That guy is like and he's super helpful. Guys, yeah, know? I love Gentry. Like, oh, yeah. I, I love Gentry. He's always talking energy. about it all the time. And I see him at the comments all the time. But like he's the only face that I know of Lightning Labs personally. I don't know anybody else. I don't know if that's a well, by design. To I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Like he, yeah, he was on the pod with Marty. And we, I thought everything he said was good. Yeah, but it's like, just like it's just hard to understand like what goes on behind the scenes because like I don't know either I really don't know it's a good question maybe it's good that we don't know what's going on behind yeah. the scenes but I mean like the point is I, I like 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 I feel like I've, I've been kind of shitting on letting us a little bit no you haven't at all dude oh <laughs> they say, yeah but like I, no I, you just sound like a, you sound like a de- developer that's concerned about what they're building yeah, as well, you what should what was be. that word again uh, cooperation or cooperation cooperation yeah I, I think it'd be cool if like you know if like if my splicing efforts potentially help that cooperation energy with lighting labs, and they're like, okay, we need splicing like now. And they like made it. That a would be cool, right? I'd support that. You know, that'd yeah, be, that'd that'd be really cool. Do you think that, do you think uh, in your opinion, you don't have to give an answer if you don't want to, but do you think they won't do that? It's just because they, do you think it's more of a oh, constraint or? I think they will eventually. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm not in their company, but like, I think, I think that there's it's a too fundamental much benefit, right? Too much benefit. And I think there's a fundamental appreciation for like Bitcoin and Lightning that is there in general. Right. I, I just, the sense I get is just not high on their priority list, you know? That makes sense. But eventually they'll go through their priority list, you know, and, and it'll, it'll be on there. And like they, they definitely seem like really good actors. You know, whenever Rosie talks about, about Bitcoin in general, like yeah. I believe he's a Bitcoiner, you know, from the way he talks. Yeah. He's been in for a real long time, right? Yeah. 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 Seems like a cool dude. Um, yeah, man, this is a great conversation. Talking about uh, splicing Bolt 12. So, oh, so oh, you yeah. about the Bolt 12 controversy a little bit? Oh, wait, there's controversy in Bolt yeah, 12? I think, there's, I think there's like controversy, but like misunderstanding. So I think it'd be interesting. Oh, yeah, to talk yeah. About. What, what, is, what is that? What's going on there? I haven't heard about this. This might be like insider scoop. I mean, there's kind of, there's been like a, like, like Lightning Labs, Core Lightning, sort of back and forth about like Bolt 12 in, in general. And I think that um, is it because like people from Core Lightning came up with it? Is that literally is that petty or something? Well, Core Lightning came up with it. Yeah, Rusty Russell. It's like his proposal, and Lightning Labs doesn't really like it. Um, and so there's been a sort of a clash on that, and they were they were kind of fighting on Twitter for a little while. I don't know. Maybe really? fighting's a strong word. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe probably just, the right word. Though. Discourse on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Important. Uh, sophisticated discourse of disagreement. As type, we do. Type <laughs> the plebs fight with memes and. 
Developers fight with discourse. Yeah, and I think like like uh, there's been like I think a lot of people like during that fight, I felt like a lot of people were like trying to understand it. There's a lot, like they couldn't, you know, and they ended up like latching onto different parts of it. But I think like the fundamental the fundamental thing is nothing to do with Bolt Twelve really. What it has to do with is spam on the Lightning Network. Um, like okay, like how do we prevent spam on the Lightning Network? And that's an area where there's a lot of disagreement. And like, if you really, I, I've read through a lot of the discussion about Bolt 12 stuff and almost all the disagreement stems around this. Like, what is the way to prevent it? Um, and like- uh, Wait, is spam an issue on the Lightning Network? Not today. Why, why would it be in the future? Why would it be in the future? I mean, like, that's a great question. And there are different, there are different opinions on it, right? It's what, it, that is literally the controversy, right? Like if you look back to like like say Bitcoin in its early days, you could do transactions with zero fees. That was common. You right. could put a transaction through, pay zero fees, and it would generally get included in blocks and get confirmed, right? Um, but that wasn't a sustainable thing in the long run. There had to be eventually some kind of like you know limit on it. And like Bitcoin, like because when Bitcoin was in the early days, like no one was no one was using it, so it was okay to do that. Um, and 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 kind of drawing an analogy from that, like Lightning is kind of in its early days. Like like people are definitely using it, but like it doesn't seem like there's any hostile actors that are actively attacking it. Um, and I think if light as lightning grows, that's going to change. Like imagine if like, like, I don't know, pick a crazy number, like half the U S is using lightning, right? Like all those three letter agencies are going to want to spam that spam it, shut it down. They want to find every weak point and try to attack it and shut that shut that shit down. Um, and, and I do think that day is coming eventually. And, and it's important to like plan ahead for that and figure out how do we manage that? And I think like all the actual like disagreement about Bolt 12 from the, the, the Lightning contributors that know about this stuff is mostly about that. Wow, interesting. Yeah. And I had no idea. And it's kind of bigger than Bolt 12, right? Because we want it to be robust against that. And, and like, um, like right now, like a lot of nodes will just relay messages without really thinking about it. And, and where it gets a little complicated is, is relaying encrypted messages, particularly where you don't know where it's going. Um, because then you can't attribute malice to who sent it to you. Oh. So let's just say I'm like, I give you an anonymous package and I ask you to give that anonymous package to that guy and that guy has to give it to that guy. But each person gets their own individual instructions. You don't know how far along you are. You don't know if I've been giving out a billion of these instructions just to like, just to bog people down or not, right? Because if every person is anonymous, there's no way to tell. This is kind of a core conflict, right? Where it's like you want anonymous messaging. But anonymous messaging means you can't attributing malice. Like why it's important is like you want to stop the person who's sending millions or billions of messages because they will flood it and it'll stop working. But you also don't want to identify them as a person. So this balance of privacy versus the ability to send anonymous messages, it's it's a core conflict of of the nature of the thing. Interesting. And I think that's, I, I, in my opinion, that's what the Bolt 12 uh, conflict boils down to is that question. How do we solve that problem where we can still send anonymous messages without a giant? So like, like if you take like, a, you know, I mean, I'm loving that way you said it, fundamental Bitcoin, I'm trying to avoid the word on-chain. With fundamental Bitcoin, the way this is solved with like the mempool and stuff like that it is every transaction that comes through has to pay a mining fee. So like if someone wants to send a billion messages, they have to pay the fees for a billion messages. And that gives the fundamental Bitcoin network this built-in security. 
Like, okay, if you want to flood the network, you can. It'll just cost you a small fortune and like have a good time, whatever. You'll eventually yeah. run out of money and stop. Right. Um, but with Lightning, we don't really have, we don't have that at all. So we have to find other ways of trying to accomplish it. And, and like, it's one of those things where like, like um, it's a lot easier to prevent this problem if you have no anonymity. Like if, if there's no privacy, they just be like, oh, car keeps sending a lot of messages. Let's just cut off car. Yeah, we can't do that. Exactly. And can't that's, a, that. and it's, I think it's a really interesting problem. Like how do you solve that where car can remain anonymous, but still send lots of messages, you know, and, but not too many. Like these are the kinds of questions I think are, important to solve and it's an area of lightning that like hasn't been, been solved. solved yet exactly wow do you think we'll get there definitely think, yeah. yeah and i think like actually do you one think of the more so that's like a I hate to use this term but is this something that we got to think about in like the next couple years but let's just get bull 12 going for now and then we'll figure this out like in a couple years or is this something that has to be figured out before even bull 12 gets implemented it's a great question if you ask rusty russell he would say the first thing if you ask roast beef he'd say the second thing <laughs> Interesting. And that's the conflict right there. You know, like, when do we solve it? You know, um, and, and I think like Rusty Russell has made some points that like there are other ways to mitigate it that we could do, you know, this year, today, tomorrow that will like basically solve us on a problem. And Russ Beef is thinking like, well, like, you know, like this will be a problem in the future. In a couple of years, we'll have, like kind of shut ourselves in the foot by taking this like, in his mind, short term trade off. And, and I that, think it is a short-term trade-off if it if it has to do with privacy. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I kind of remain, I don't know, neutral third party on it, where it's like part of me is like, like, let's just fucking do it, you know? Like, if I if I was dictator of Bitcoin and Lightning, first off, you should cancel me immediately. <laughs> but before I got canceled, I'd be like, let's just let's just do. If it, I would say just do Russell Russell's thing, and then see if it breaks, you know? Like, if there's a spam problem. Uh, we'll gain data from how that spam problem happened. Has, there ever, adapt. has there ever been a spam problem on the original Bitcoin network? 2017. Oh man, there's a whole conspiracy. Oh my God, this is a whole story. This is a whole <laughs> fucking story. <laughs> yeah, tell me. <clears throat> okay, so like 2017, transaction fees got up to like 30 bucks. Oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why do they get to 30 bucks? Because everyone demanded lots of Bitcoin transactions? No, it's not. Like before 17 and afterwards, transaction fees are back down to like pennies. Like, right? And uh, people did analysis on the types of transactions going through, and they were clearly transactions designed to just flood the mempool. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're trying to spend as, as little sats as possible for the largest transaction they could to just keep it full as fuck. And like, you know, I don't, who knows who, you know, like who loved, who hated uh, uh, the block size on Bitcoin, you oh, know? Wow. Maybe an R. V guy who hated it, you know, <laughs> who knows who did it, you know, <laughs> so um, funny. but somebody clearly spent a lot of money just flooding the market. They paid the fees, right? So that they were real transactions where they paid the fees to miners, but they made a bunch of them and they spammed the hell of it. But the great thing about Bitcoin is eventually they either ran out of money or ran out of conviction as a ratio to the money they had left to stop doing it. So would it the same thing happen on the Lightning Network or no, because they, uh, it's fundamentally just different. Well, it's, it's, it's easier on Lightning because you don't have to pay for the messages. One mm. of the proposals actually is paying for messages, right? So like, like, oh, okay. And this is kind of where Bolt 12 comes back where it's like, okay, so with Bolt 12, you're giving instructions of where to find the person you're trying to pay on the internet, on the Lightning Network, right? Um, okay. But, but the way to get to them is you have to send messages across the Lightning Network to them and come back. Now, should those be free messages or should you pay for that? 
that's the question. It's literally like, and this is just my Cisco background, but like, it's like understanding like packets going through like the yeah. internet. Like it, it, it tears off the header and then it tears off yeah. the second one and then it tears off the next one. And it literally does it on every hop, right? Yeah. Because it has to find its route. Like, uh, man, this is like trying to dig back. Uh, but like, uh, even what the internet uses is like BGP, I believe, right? Um, I think that's what it is. But like, it literally has to tear off each packet on its way to its destination. Yeah, the TTL. Um, so, so that's what I'm trying to say is like, to me, that's what it sounds like in my head. But maybe there's a possibility where instead of it's like tearing off these packets, maybe it's dropping some sats along it the way to its destination. It could be the same solution. But the problem is we want it to stay as private as possible. Oh, we don't want to track it? So if every packet is encrypted, which it is on Lightning, uh -huh. then you can't peel off a piece like that. Right. And, and, and like this is where it comes back to that fundamental question of like spam prevention versus privacy protection. Right. It's a trade-off. And you like, well, I, I think there, I think there might be a way for it not to be a trade-off. This might be one of those things where you can find an optimal solution that actually accomplishes both. And, and it's, it feels like the kind of thing that exists. There hasn't one proposal. Um, I think by Rusty, um, which was that like literally just pay for every message. So like, so it, it can be a lot of payments. Um, but the idea is like, let's just say like, I'm trying to send a bull 12, uh, payment to super, right. I have to go through you and, 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 uh, oh my God, I, I forgot his, I can't say his name right. I'm so scared to say it wrong. K. Oh, Krishna? No, no. Uh, K. Keon? Keon. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Love that guy. I, I His name's kind of hard for me, but. Um, no, you're fine. Uh, so, so if I'm going to go for you to, to Super, I have to send a message. If I'm looking there to you and not them, send a message from you to him to Super, right? <clears throat> I could pay for those, right? I could like pay you a sat and then pay him a sat. And then get a sat to super, and then super could pay another sat back to get the message back to me, right? It's not very many sats, right? But it's enough sats to prevent the spam. Yeah, that sounds like the way. Yeah. And I think like that, I think that is totally a viable solution. That would totally solve the problem. I think that's the totally only, the way. Yeah. The only problem with that is it is probably the most complicated solution to implement as a developer. Oh, <laughs> really? It's just, wow. It's a lot of complications. So like like for one bull twelve payment now I'm making and this is only what uh, three hops, um, but after like, there is a total of one to you one to him, and then Super's paying back Super's paying back maybe I'm paying in the back oh, way too yeah. now we're paying like six hops of transaction fees plus the other one it's just complicated will it have to be a whole set though no it could be a micro set it could be thousands of a set oh that'd probably be fine too what's wrong with that nothing. Other than it's complicated to build. <laughs> but I think it's a reassuring thing. Okay, we have a solution that is very complicated for the developers. Large burden developers. Developers trying to like fight that. Like, how do we find one that does not so much work for us, right? Oh, wow. Right? So that, that exists. Like Some the, of the most beautiful things in the world are created because it's so much work. Yeah. So I, in my mind, the debate isn't like, is it possible to, to have Bolt 12 and spam prevention? But it's, yes, it's possible. How do we find like a simpler solution that isn't as much work. I don't and, think, and it doesn't sound like there is from what you're telling me. It, it might be the case. But as a, as like, as like a thinking theoretically as a developer, like it's very reassuring to know there is a solution. That solution exists. And all we're trying to do is like optimize. Now it's an optimization problem, which is like, it's just a happier place to be. You know, the worst place to be is when you don't know if you don't know the solution to the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. You don't want to be the guy that doesn't have the, the plan that's going to lead us to get to the next bridge that exactly. we need to be to, right? Like you want to know, okay, as soon as we get past this bridge, 
There's and probably a tunnel that we could probably take. The way these things works is like like different developers like think about it hard and long and they call it different proposals. All the proposals compete and like the best one gets chosen and that one gets done. Oh, so, cool. So there is a process. Yeah. And we, <laughs> we, we have the yeah. most difficult one that will definitely work. And now, now we're, so that means, that means like for me, like I worry about both Bitcoin's health long-term and Lightning's health long-term. And it's very reassuring to know like Lightning's going to be fucking fine. There's a solution. Yeah, it sounds like, like it, it is. just work really hard and it takes longer. Like it'll happen. And we're just trying to find the one that gets quicker. Like now I'm like happy zone, happy zone all around basically. That's awesome. Is it, is it hailing outside? What is, what is that noise? Is it rain or hail? It sounds like hail. <laughs> For a second, I thought somebody was like leaf throwing like rocks <laughs> onto the window. Like, wait, we're, we're on the, the sixth floor. floor. <laughs> the fifth floor. Whatever floor we're on, we're not by the ground. <laughs> That's funny. You're like, oh, this is definitely the leaf floor guy. He's uh. No. Um, anyway, I feel like I'm talking a lot of complex stuff. Maybe we should like. No, dude. No, that that was like. I'm learning so much. Fuck yeah! Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally like. Uh, you explain it so well, but yeah, like you said, like I think Super D, even Lisa, like y'all all explain things so yeah simply to us, and it's like and I'm a huge fan of God, people that can thank do that. God for that. Like, and like I, I really yeah, appreciate really people that do that. Yeah, and it's kind of the hard thing. You have to like go into the depths, the trenches of like technical complicated shit. And like, you have to read the complicated words with like formulas and shit that make no fucking sense at first, like spend a long time understanding them and then be like, hold on, let me come back and like lend a hand to the next guy or gal and like make it easier for them. And everyone does that. They're my fucking hero. They're a hero. Dude, but it, it gets, it gets the, the plebs like myself, like super excited, man. Like, like yes. we're just so in inspired and excited to hear about this stuff. And like the, like the, the community wants to like understand these things, like at the basic fundamental level where we can have an opinion. Like we just want to feel like we have an opinion, right? <laughs> Even though our opinion does not matter other than like, are you going to send a lightning transaction or not? But it still is cool to like, you know, have an opinion about something that like you feel like, Oh wow. Like Dusty just explained all this to me. I can't probably, you know, uh, parrot it at all. But like, I think I understand it a lot better. And maybe by the fifth or sixth or seventh, eighth touch, it'll really hit home. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's, that's, that's the way I think. What I'm really trying to celebrate are people that, that lower the number of times you have to hear it. You know, if it's, Oh yeah. Good point. If it's something to yeah. hear it like 30 times, like it's not ideal. Five times is better. Like three, two or three times. Like it's even best. Yeah. Some people like really pull it off and it's, it's really hard to do. And, and I just have a lot of respect for people that, that do that. And yeah. D and plus plus the super come to mind is like two examples that yeah. I think really do that. D's awesome. Um yeah, so we talked about we talked about splicing. We we talked about bolt 12. We talked about the controversy. Talked about core lightning and L and And then what was the other one? Eclair. Oh yeah, Claire. Um what, okay. what, what, what? I have a oh, yeah, conspiracy theory about it, Claire. Like, I've been trying to figure out, it's like... It's such a cool name. I like the name. I, those guys are awesome. Yeah. They're, like, the nicest, friendliest, most helpful guys. Where are they like, at? Because aren't they, like, in they're a... in France. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which, yeah, the eclair, I think, is a French word. It kind of makes sense. Oh, no wonder. But anyway, I have this conspiracy theory. Right. Which I kind of, conspiracy like... Conspiracy theory? I, I don't want to be disproving because I'm enjoying having it. Which is, like, who's funding eclair? Wait, right? what? Who's funding them? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so explain. Okay, so it's a it's a group of devs in France that yeah. are working on Eclair. Yeah. Okay, and then and they're doing an amazing job. Like, and they're just like just contributors. Yeah. Okay. They have their own implementation of Lightning. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 But they remain compatible with all the other ones with, through the spec. 
Maybe the maybe they're maybe they're Satoshi's gift to us. Maybe they're just shepherding yeah. the okay. shepherding when, the way of the, this, hey, be theory? like this. Maybe uh, they're being the example. It, uh, this conspiracy theory might be wrong. Like it likely is, but I want it to be true. Is that? Oh, I know what you're gonna say. France has like a has like a welfare state, right? Oh no, I didn't think you were. gonna no, say okay. that. <laughs> you're gonna say something completely different. So like, like <laughs> I, I I don't actually know, but I, I, I've heard France has like a a very robust like uh, and people that aren't working get paid, right? What if the Claire developers that are contributing to Bitcoin and Lightning are on welfare? Are on welfare being funded by the French government? What that would mean is a fiat government is funding the Bitcoin revolution that will end the traditional governance structure entirely. And that just is a magical vision to me. <laughs> and I want it to stay true. Like, okay, like let's say that again. <laughs> let's say that again so we get that right. Okay, okay. So, so imagine like there's a bunch of people, bunch of like smart guys in France working on the welfare structure, welfare system <laughs> in France, right? And they're like, oh, I can like, I can, I can live off the government. I'm just going to like work on Bitcoin Boss. to like take down the existing government structure and like just the idea, like, I mean, imagine if you could be like, oh, yes, you know, Bitcoin has like government funding. That's like, I, I find that amazing. You know, I think it's, I think it's, I think that's, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Like, I guess it'd be worse if like, the NSA was funding a lot of Bitcoin developers. <laughs> that'd be nefarious. <laughs> but if it's like, they're just paying them because of the welfare state, like, yeah, that'd be different. It's like, yeah. It, it it's kind of it kind of reminds you of like uh kind of like what we're doing here in, in Austin. I'm sure you know about this. Like like UT has reached out and like they're like yeah we want to start doing like Bitcoin stuff and yeah. Lightning stuff and like Super's met with them and Kyle's met with them and I think D has and Jimmy has too. Oh nice. And then they're like and then they're like yeah so uh, we want to have a class ready and all this stuff here you know and then they're gonna you know they'll they'll figure all that stuff out. But it's kind of like that same thing where like. <laughs> As soon as you get us through the door, like, look out, man. It's like literally the Trojan horse. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because then what we're going to ask, you know what the next ask is going to be? It's going to be like, uh, can we get in the, the business administration building? Like, can we start like, why can't this be taught? Chamber of Commerce. Like, or, or like, like <laughs> why can't we be, why can't Keynesian economics be taught? And like, you know, just, hey, it's, it's, a, it's an option. And the next thing you know, you got a Bitcoin uh, master's degree. Oh, fucking Keynesian economics. Oh my God. I've been on this whole trip lately and I think I, I think you heard me tell it to uh, our friend here earlier, but like, I think speaking out the good about what's possible with yeah. Bitcoin and Lightning is so beneficial yeah. to the greater ecosystem. And I feel like when people start uh, projecting out uh, negative thoughts from internal in their head, that just like, and, and and I'm not talking about like every I'm not talking about every criticism or anything like that is negative. I'm just saying like the stuff that we know that goes off goes off in our brain that we know is negative and we just spew it anyway. Like I feel like once you start throwing that negative reality in the world, it just you're 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 creating an alternative reality. Yeah. And, and like I'm just of this mindset these days, like if I'm gonna speak truths, I'm gonna speak like positive truths. Like it's gonna be no, it's, it's it's gonna be something that I'm gonna be talking about, but it's gonna be like, no, oh, no, Dusty, we're gonna win, and we're gonna win because we have the truth on our side. Yeah, we're gonna win because we have the smartest well, wizards in the world building on Bitcoin. What I believe right? is it's not just like us bigger is gonna win; like everybody's gonna win. Exactly. And there's never been a movement like that ever. Never. I don't think ever. <sighs> mind blown. You blew my mind today. <laughs> Wasn't this a great idea? Yes. Some wine. 
Oh man, some wine. It's I'm almost drinking, kind of relaxing. I have like I'm I have some, some wine like with the wine. Sparkling with the, apple is. I don't know what this is. I have like the. I'm drinking wine with the rains coming down. I'm like warm and comfortable inside. Or cold <laughs> and comfortable. It's Austin. It's probably hot rain. Let's it, it, be honest. Yeah, it's probably hot rain. <laughs> I'm from I'm from like Northern California, San Francisco. So I'm used to cold rain. Yeah, because it's like you always get like 70 degree weather over there, right? Is that or those? If we're lucky, false, yeah. it's usually like 60 with a wind chill of like yeah. 50. But it doesn't change. It stays there forever. One nice thing about it is like you can like you can wear the same outfit, which is wearing a coat all day forever. Like like there's like there's like <laughs> the two weeks in the year where you're like, okay, I shouldn't wear a coat today, and then like at night you regret it. So like, can never do that again. So you just wear a coat the whole day? Yeah, well, San Francisco is like really windy. Like the, oh, like yeah. the, the the wind from the ocean comes in or something. It just gets cold. I remember visiting there for like a two week sprint and had a great time. It was pretty good. Not my vibe, but like. It was still cool. I have a deep love of San Francisco. Kind of have to because I was literally born there, you know? Um, but like the city is like not going the right direction. Oh, really? Yeah, I always see like, I used to always see like wild, Jesse bro. Powell like post uh, stuff, you know, from San Francisco. I, I feel like San Francisco will come back, but it just needs a reset, you know? It needs to like, it needs to like get a little more humble, you know? Like it can't, it can't just yeah. keep being like, like San Francisco. Gosh. Is a prosperous place because of all the 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 companies that have like built like put roots there and like hired a bunch of people, right? But but yeah. people there like hate those companies, right? Do they really? Yeah, and it's Gosh. like it's kind of a problem, right? But on, on like on the flip side, the other problem is like okay, so the companies come in, they hire a lot of people, they all got to live somewhere to take up all the places people, all people want to live. It's another problem on the other side, but that problem still comes from government, like the restrictions on housing development are insane in San Francisco. Gosh. Insane. Like, like uh, anybody can object to any building, whatever. And like, there are people that have this like loyalist feeling of like, I don't want the community to change at all. I want it to stay the way it is forever. And so like those forces combine and like now like teachers and plumbers like can't live within like fucking like two hour drive uh, of there. And it's, it's just, it's like, it's been happening for a long time and now it's reached this like epic proportion. It's just like, it's a very dysfunctional city when it comes to its governance. Anyway, I love the city. <laughs> I just think <laughs> you're like I love it though. It needs to come to terms. We go reality. back it, uh, once it comes to reality, but I think it'll take a while, like You're ten about years. A decade? Yeah, like you know, g- give it a little like recession pinch to be like, all right, let's balance our priorities. You know, it's yeah. like maybe all of our problems aren't caused by billionaires. Maybe some of them are like our own structures, and we should yeah. change those. Yeah. But- yeah, you know what? Bitcoin will fix San Francisco. <laughs> Bitcoin, Bitcoin will, fix, will fix it. Bitcoin will fix Hard it. Hard money incentives. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I think so. I, th- I think you're right. I think there'll be, uh, yeah, there'll be a way. There has to be a way. Yeah. And Maybe like, splicing will fix it. San Francisco's so romantic. Oh, be- <laughs> oh my God. I, like, I don't think that's true, but man, like that, that would give me too much of an ego. So I just can't even entertain <laughs> that thought. But um uh, San Francisco is like a romantic city. It's beautiful. It fuck. is beautiful, dude. And all those like, houses. Yeah, and it's just it's just nice in general. Guys, uh, like, was that Fisherman's Wharf, right? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. The people, yeah, but like all I, the people. I do think the Alcatraz thing is weird. Like, why are we wait, keeping wait, a prison? Wait, there's Alcatraz over here. How did I not know? Alcatraz this? is a little island. There used to be a prison. Yeah, I know that, but like, what? I saw and, the rock. I and, say, but why is but why is it? Is it in San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I right didn't in know the that. bay, right? On, so like. All of no the idea. beautiful bay, the bayfront view looks can see Alcatraz, and to me it's kind of weird. It's like okay, we have. This, Why like, do they leave it there then? Well, now it's like a historical monument to what I don't know the prison system. 
Like, it's not oh, as if we like, yeah. kill, I mean, if, if we like, like ended the prison system, I'd be like, oh, okay, here's this a monument is- to remind us. But we still have the prison system. <laughs> we just don't have it on islands we can stare at anymore. So it's like, what is the point of this monument? Maybe we like, don't go back to those. Maybe <laughs> like, it's a little I don't odd. know. It's a little odd. Yeah, it is. Uh, no, but I, I mean, like, that's interesting. Yeah, I know yeah. my, my family is still there. I still, I still love the place in general. Do you still, uh, I just do you still like, go over there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude. The actually the um uh the Bitcoin community in, in the San Francisco Bay Area has wasn't been growing. The, wasn't the place lately, that where it started though? Wasn't dude? Okay, okay. Let me tell you a story. No, <laughs> no, no. no it, yes, the answer is yes. I thought New York and San Francisco were the places. I think it was mostly San Francisco. Okay, used to be up until the whole COVID era. Um, so like, okay, so like, you know, back in the day, I was like a Bitcoiner. I didn't have any Bitcoin friends, just friends that I would talk about Bitcoin all day long and they'd just be like, shut up already. And then I'd finally just shut up, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I really want more Bitcoiners in my life. So I went and I was just, I went and I was just looking for like every office that had the most Bitcoiner thing on it. There was like one. And it was this place called uh, Digital Garage, right? Okay. And they were like Bitcoin plus shitcoins. I was like, all right, I'll just like plug my nose and try not to look at the posters about shitcoins in the walls, you know, whatever. There's Bitcoin here. And the Bitcoin, like the Bitcoin core devs, We'd meet there every Thursday. Oh, you stumbled into there, or you knew that was going on? Uh, well, I, I joined the office first, and then I then I noticed they were there, um, and then they made it their main hub. So like every week, you know, I'd just be like chilling at my desk, like working on whatever, and then like come around six, seven o'clock or whatever, and they'd be like this fucking like a bunch of like Bitcoin core devs talking, you know. And this wow. is during the bear market, right? So it's like wow, in the bear markets, you get way more signals to noise. Like it's just like. People that understand and believe in Bitcoin are the ones that are talking about shit. So, like, for me, it was just heaven. It was just, like, once a week, I don't do anything, and then all these Bitcoiners appear. And I could hear them talk with the latest fucking taproot, whatever the fuck it was, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was it was just fucking heaven. Dude, do yeah. you think it's going to come back, or? It has well, to. Well, they right? all left. They, they all oh, wow. left. Like, I don't think there's, I can't think, I, not, no core devs that I know of are left there. Wow. Um... So, but, yeah, but you that. said that it's starting to get built up again, though, that Bitcoin community. Is it, is it through oh, the plebs? Oh, yeah, or not is the core desk or pleb. Yeah, the yeah. pleb community is, is growing over there. Boss. Which, which, like, I, you know, it's funny. It starts happening right as I leave California for Austin. Um, but, like, it's, I, I, as I, I travel back, you know, every, every couple of months or whatever, and I come check it out, and, like, it's getting bigger and bigger. That's just something I respect a lot. I, I really just f- fully fundamentally believe, like, we're going to need all sorts of people regardless yeah right like it's going to take all sorts of people of different cultures of different backgrounds of different like okay, political leanings like and it's going to take all of us eventually we're all going to okay. be on bitcoin so there is a question for you that i have Uh-oh. uh do you think bitcoin's inevitable or does it require people to do things to make it happen i think it's a little bit of both right mm. i think i think it i think i think it requires a group of people um to get it started to give it a little push and then it you becomes mean like in like, the first few years or, or today? I don't know. Like right now, I feel like a lot of us are still pushing. But I think at, at a certain point, we can kind of not push as hard. And then it'll literally just become like an avalanche coming down a mountain. Right? I don't know. Is that what happens? You got that you got the song stuck in my head. The avalanche coming down the mountain. I forget the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. just I just feel like it's just like no, that. I agree it's completely. like it's a little bit of both. It's I, like, it's let's like, get it up the hill first. Like push it, push it, push it, push it up the hill. Okay, we finally got it here. Okay, now let it, it go, was, and then it, it just comes avalanche. down. Like I feel like it's kind but of an like avalanche that. of prosperity and like absolutely, yeah. Maybe it's a bad, um, 
thing, whatever. But. I don't know. Like, imagine if like the 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 snow coming down wasn't like snow, but like liquid nitrogen or gas that just like lifts you up. Oh yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. It'd be like Jupiter or something. Yeah, and we're all just like become like a, a species, <laughs> like orbiting the planet, just like living our best life. Yeah. Whatever. What other topics do you ever get into? Like, do you ever get into like the space Bitcoin stuff? Oh my god. So I I love space. And um, I I have a love-hate relationship with SpaceX in particular. Really? Because of Elon, you know? Like, you guys are so controversial, right? Come on. Like, like I, I have such conflicted feelings about him. But, like, what, the more I've thought about it, the more I've realized, like, I think he has conflicted feelings about his own thoughts himself, like, all the time. Like, I think in his head, it's just, like, chaos. He said that, I think. On some oh, really? Years. Yeah. It's just, like, super... Asperger's, I think, something like that. But oh, does he? Wow. That's what he calls it. You know, these things are spectrums. Uh, but like, I, I'm a huge fan of space <laughs> in general. And like, SpaceX is on the frontier of space. Like, they're like, it's not a level of what Bitcoin's doing, but they're making space like both affordable and approachable to like, uh, in, in, to a new. It's going to create a new frontier of like. Imagine bringing cost of bringing things to space down like 10, mm -hmm. 100, 1,000 X. That's what they're yeah. doing. So like, like uh, maybe it's my like economics like background, but I'm just like, yeah, once things become 1,000 X cheaper, like things change way for the better. You know, like their example is like plastics. Everyone else hate on plastics these days because, you know, they have problems. But like, like we've kind of forgotten the amount of benefits plastics have brought to our lives. But plastics were around for a long time. So when they got cheap, did they start really improving our lives? But there's there's like there's like almost infinite examples of that. So I, I'm really yeah, that's optimistic. That's a good point. That's a really space. good point about plastic. Yeah. Like, like once it hit that threshold of like now we're 3D printing with it, like it. Uh, well, that, but also like how much would a car cost without plastic? You know, yeah, quadruple that price. You know, whatever it is. Some metal cars. Like, <laughs> cars are the cars are a combination of metal and plastic, yeah. right? But the combination helps. But like, uh, like this building, you know, I'm sure is plastic in all kinds of places. It's completely plastic. It's very fiat. Always, yeah. But like, very fiat building. I don't know. Like, if you just imagine world without plastic, imagine being like, okay, I can like draw this thing out of the ground, and I can, it's a liquid that can form into any solid you want, whatever shape you want. It's kind of cool. It's a big fucking deal. Yeah. And we're living in the post creation of that. Like our lives are now, but like the, these fucking yeah, these lives are plastic. Like, like yeah. everything, you know, like that, you know, yeah. all of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good. Uh, the seal. Anyway, why did you ask about space? Uh, I was just curious if you ever d dived into it, if you ever had any crazy wacky theories about like how Bitcoin will work okay, through space. Like, guilty confession. I like, I like watch like space shows to fall asleep. Okay, that's cool. I feel, the reason I feel guilty is I watch like Star Trek. Which is There's kind of wrong with that. If you compare Star Trek to Star Wars is like communism versus like free market, you know? And Okay. And like I definitely watch the communist version. <laughs> Star Trek. Um, yeah. Maybe that's why I never really liked Star Trek that much. Just because like, yeah. I've, I've always been a fan of Star Wars. But you know what's funny is like when I, when I watch Star Trek, I'll like analyze the, the lines they have about money throughout the thing. And like, I'll put out the contradictions, you know? <laughs> like there's lines like, oh yeah, we don't use money as humans anymore. We just use the betterment of our own lives. And then like, then the next episode, they like use money for something. And I'm like, wait, which is it? Which is oh, it? Oh wow, man? they're and not really... I, but like that's kind of one of the problems with the communist ideas. Like it's never consistent with itself. You know, it's like uh, my favorite way to like shoot down an idea is like take its own premise and make it contradictory, and find something about what it's about to contradict with its own premise. Wait, say that slower. Um, take an idea, and it gives you a premise, a framework of thinking, right? Okay. And then take some other idea about it, 
and then point out how that contradicts its initial framework. Okay, so we're talking about a time machine, a DeLorean. <laughs> a mind, a, a, a thought time machine. A thought time machine. But like, it feels very honest to me. It's it's like, uh, you know, for steel manning versus straw manning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah, that like, concept before. Yeah, like steel manning being like, like I take your idea, put it in strongest form, and instead of fighting how you said it, and be like, okay, maybe you said like, maybe you slurred or you mumbled or you chose a poor word or whatever. I could, I could like, instead of diving into that, I pretend you said the best version of your argument. And like probably add some like better points and then argue against that. I'm a huge fan of steel manning generally. And I feel like um, taking, you can do that with ideas where you steel man the idea. Like, all right, here's your framework of communism. Here's the framework in which you believe it to be, to exist and be, be correct. And let me point out how using your own arguments, it's wrong. That feels like, like, you know, pyramid top of the level, intellectually honest, like way to like counteract the thing. Wow. That's really cool. So I've done that with Star Trek. <laughs> you're like i've done that with star trek that's awesome yeah like Dang, like dude. the officers like are like don't don't get paid but some have money to go gambling sometimes you know and then everyone's it's probably like, just the writers not like looking back oh the, yeah I, like, they're just like hey we need to fill in here yeah it's just like a minor detail to i'm sure yeah. to the writers production crew but like they always seem to have lots of money whenever are they you watching it. the new star trek Oh, the, oh my God. The, I was just watching it fucking last two nights ago. The Picard show. No, no, I, not that one. Not that one. The one oh. before that one. The discover Was it Discovery? The, the Oh, Discovery. Well, can I talk about Picard show first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for so it. So I feel like the Picard show. I, I, I fucking, I have this deep rooted like Star Trek in my soul. So like they could literally put out almost any crap, whatever. And I'd still probably love it. And I've been trying so hard to love the Picard show. But the show seems to have tried to boil it down to like, if like, women get more therapy and they can save the galaxy. Oh, it's and woke? Like that premise, I'm just like... Is it woke or that, something? Oh my God, so woke. So like the, there's a premise in there where it's like, oh no, they... Uh, because this one woman got depressed, she didn't fly to space. Spoiler alert, fly to space or something. And because of that, people weren't inspired. So they let like global warming happen. And then the world was destroyed by global warming. And now we're all like a dictatorial race that kills other aliens. It's like, it's, it's just, it's like tying into the woke narratives like so much. So oh, it's like, man. and I've been trying really hard to ignore it, but they just keep throwing it in my face. I'm like, dude, like, let's just chill out a little bit. Yeah. So like, it's been like my love of Star Trek and also Picard as an actor in general, but like, yeah, his character, like I, like I have a lot of like appreciation for it. So I've been like trying to just focus on that and be like, ignore all the other shit, you know? I also love Seven or Nine. She's cool. She's got like a lesbian like partner now. <laughs> um, so then, you know, that, that I don't mind. That, that's the kind of workshop. I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. You know, yeah. it's like the other stuff where it's just like, dude, don't lecture me, you know? I don't yeah. Know. But that Discovery, makes sense. A Discovery, I tried to watch it. I feel like it's worse. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't mean to hate on it if you, if you liked it. No, I, I watched the first like two episodes. I was like, oh, this is cool. I haven't seen Star Trek in a while. Um, but that was about it. And then I stopped watching. I went about two episodes deep. Yeah, that was about it. But it wasn't enough to hook me. I think a show has to be like really great to hook you. If it yeah. doesn't hook you within the first two, three episodes, like, probably not going to make it. I mean, I, At I'm least a, these days. I'm a huge fan of bringing like gender inclusivity to like Hollywood in general. I am a fan. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, but there have been great movies and shows that have done that. And they do that by just having compelling female characters. And I think this like trying to like, like force feed the female characters even when they're like kind of bad actors i don't know i don't know to me whenever i see these type of like um 
I, I like to call them like works. Like it, 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 to me, it just seems really lazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's lazy. It's, it's lazy because like, it's a, it's a lazy, it's lazy writing. It's pulling from other narratives that are yeah. either loosely tied to other, you know, movies or Let's sagas or whatever. Shows again. Um, oh and to me, like when you're going to go out there and be creative with something like you need to shoot for the, you know, shoot for the stars, man. Maybe you'll hit a, maybe you'll hit a moon or a planet on the way, but like you just need to shoot for the highest goal that you can possibly get. And it's okay if you miss, but like to just settle for the norms and what's going on in the culture. Maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe that's what the producers wanted, but it's just, it just feels very like low hanging fruit. Yeah. I feel like there's some line I heard from somebody who knows more about Hollywood than me. They were saying that uh, they're really good at sequels. And, oh, yeah, and maybe in an angle, they're doing a sequel to the, What's happening in, in like culture, I guess, you know? I don't, yeah. Yeah. I think so. But um, no, I mean, I, I love good shows. I just, I just wish that like good shows were the standard. I don't know. <laughs> Bitcoin fixes this, probably. Bitcoin definitely fixes this. <laughs> yeah. I think like what, uh, I mean, a lot of the cool stuff that you see now coming out of the media space in Bitcoin is a lot better than where it was, you know, three, I four years ago, I think. Unless it's coming out of, like out of just the, as like even what even like people hate on Peter, but even what Peter did with that documentary was pretty spectacular. I thought like which Peter, I, which documentary? McCormick. Oh, like you know I I oh I, yeah you know I do like I do like his his um but that documentary, documentary is, is beautiful, dude. Like yeah, it's I, gorgeous. Like and then even what the Swan guys are doing, um, even what like Marty's working on behind the scenes with like there's a lot of cool like art being created in Bitcoin right now, and I think most people don't even realize like. We're going to look back on this and we're going to realize like, yeah, this was a renaissance. Like there was some. Dude, how do you know you're in the golden years? You only know afterwards, right? Or yeah. at least most people do. Unless you like make an effort to realize maybe I, maybe an effort to realize maybe I'm in the golden years right now. You are. And I, and it's, I, I, at least for me, like I, I have conversations about being creative to other Bitcoiners. And when I have those conversations, you feel it in the air, man. It's a vibe, dude. Like I went to art school. So like, Literally, you would feel it in the room. And it's the same vibe that I get when I'm talking to other creatives in, in Bitcoin. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's really cool because when you're, when you're a creative in Bitcoin, it's not a competition, dude. Ooh. You're literally, you're literally like, it's the same thing like being you're in not a, fighting over the same concepts. No, like no, no. Whatever. If anything, if anything, you're like, you're, it's like you're in, you're in the work area, right? And like, this is, explain it, right? Like, you're in the, like, uh, you're in this studio, this art studio, right? And let's just call that the Bitcoin space. And what you typically do is you focus in on the thing that you're working on because it's like you're being creative and you're hyper-focused on making it like the best you could possibly get it. And then at some point, your professor comes out to you and he's like, hey, Car, you should probably just like take a minute to breathe, let it really soak in. You're like, so go take a look around, see what else everybody else is doing. And you're like, no, I want to keep building. You want to keep working on this masterpiece. But you're in college. You don't know anything. You think you're like creating the hottest shit, but it's really not. It's like mediocre stuff. But you think it's like exceptional, whatever, but it's not. You don't get to exceptional until like later in your years, like when you're an old man. Makes sense. And then so what you do is like you finally, after like a semester, you listen to your professor and you start going outside. You start soaking in the sun. You start soaking in the wind. You start soaking up all these like trees, whatever. Maybe smoke a cigarette, drink some coffee, whatever you're doing. And then you walk back in there and then before you walk back in, you start walking around the entire like art studio and you start like, you're like, oh, wow, look at, what do you call it? It's doing, oh, that's beautiful. Oh, look at what they're doing. That's beautiful. 
You start getting inspired. So it creates you that, start, um, what was that word you used again? The uh, collaborative competition? Yeah, yeah. You, it was just about being collaborative, right? Like, yeah. Like, and then what happens is then at that point, you literally just, um, you have these moments where you're like, wait, how did you do this on stone? Like, you're going to make a print from this stone. But like, how, how did you, how did you do that? You start having these conversations because they're creating like shadow and they're creating depths, you know, on these, on these stones that are like blocks, right? And then you're going to make a print on it or whatever. And then you're like, oh, that's interesting. So you learn from it. And then that's when you finally get back to your desk or, you know, whatever you're working on, your work table. And you look at your stone and you're like, okay, I soaked in the sun. I soaked in the trees. I soaked in the weather. I soaked, the, smoked a cigarette. I drank in my coffee. I've also looked at it, what everybody else is working on. It's really cool stuff. And now I'm really inspired to go back to work. And that's literally how the creatives in Bitcoin look at things. So that's how Bitcoin feels. That's how it feels to me. Oh, I love that. Like, it's, it, like it feels like that to me. And it's when I talk to other creatives that are creating, that are designing in Bitcoin, there is no, there is no like the- one-upsmanship. It literally is about like creating some beautiful art. The effect of Bitcoin... And the hard money behind it, like, seems to permeate everything. It does. Really does. Yeah, I think I think that's where, like, the truth in the phrase Bitcoin fixes this, which then applied to everything, like, really makes sense. Where it's like, like, I don't think, like, Bitcoin's going to, like, Bitcoin doesn't directly solve everything. Like, what is money but the thing where you coordinate a bunch of humans together? At the end of the day, it's what it is. And if that thing is more pure and more honest... It's going to create that effect in everybody that's using it. Absolutely. Absolutely.